Gears Pop has taken over to Discord. New game club, new host, a very sequential segment, and your weekly G-Test update. This is Achievement Hunting 101. There's a great new game taking over to Discord. We have a new game club under new management, ranking them achievements sequentially, and Z-axis for G-Task. Whoa, I just got a feeling of deja vu. Oh well, this is Achievement Hunting 101. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and thank you for listening. This is level 57. Deja vu. <laughs> Listen, Pete Alonso just hit his 42nd home run, broke the Mets record, I got distracted, and now, you know, one of us might have forgotten to hit record on the first take, but it wasn't me. So we've got a great show for you guys tonight. <laughs> but before we get to all of that, Let's talk about Gears Pop. No! No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about that yet. You just want to talk about that because you're a cheap bastard. Yes, maybe. And Shut also, <laughs> you spent all our Patreon money on those crystals and the in-game currency. Oh, you weren't supposed to mention that on the show. What's wrong with oh, you? Um, Pikachu shocked face. <laughs> Kenny, edit that out. I do enjoy... <laughs> <laughs> okay so let me introduce you who will be joining me on the podcast tonight with me is l nate and Corey. what is up guys oh (laughs) no not my phone battery you catch my drift um are you on whatsapp all the time uh if by that you mean gears pop maybe kick messenger kick what a throwback so, L, since you're the only mm-hmm. one of us that has decided not to play the greatest upcoming game, new, mm-hmm, greatest mm-hmm. upcoming new game, how's your week been? What you been up to? Well, I'm glad you asked again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been spending this week trying to clean up some of the games on my tag. Uh, right after recording mm-hmm. last week, I guess all I had to do was pitch and moan about it. I completed Castaway Paradise. I caught that gall-dern eel that I've been trying hard to catch. You're so lucky. Uh, I What you have to do, in my estimation, is go around and keep fishing with the regular fish food. Um, because the other fish foods, they give you all different kinds. But this one, for sure, gets it. I, saw I don't some know. Forums. I think they just want you to... Catch the same damn fish a thousand times before it shows up. But you're going to do that anyway. But by using the normal fish food as opposed to no fish food, uh, you make sure to get less chance of getting a tire or a tin can. Or or a boot. Anti-maxing meaning. Yes. And I did see people who were bragging about catching all the fish without using any fish food. Well, screw those guys. Why would you brag about that? I... And but I don't think it was for Xbox. I think it was for their phones. So they basically, you know, if you play that game on your phone every day, you have nothing else to do anyway. So it's also not that any one of us would play a phone game. <laughs> I can't get the same, the same stupid eel. I I think that's my last one that I need, and I can't get it. I've tried and tried and tried, and I'm about to give up on the stupid game. 
<laughs> you should really just stick it out. Play it daily. Every day. For yeah, how I've long? Heard if, I've heard that if you play for five minutes a day, <laughs> uh, you know, you'll get it eventually. It's true. Three weeks. That's what they say. That's what they say. So, so anyway, I also completed Cluster Puck 99, <laughs> ACA Neo Geo Guru Rin, Super Willow D-Make, but I like to say Daymaki, because that's what it looks like to me. Actually, um, my son helped me out with this one, because I told him it was like Mario, and he was uh, like, yeah, this is not good, but... um. I asked him if it's good for achievements. He goes, yeah, I guess so. And that was his uh, mini review. <laughs> I guess <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. We did some Super Tennis Blast. Completed that one. Uh, Mochi Mochi Boy. I completed that one. Mochi Mochi uh, Boy. Also, without a guide like most people, uh, there was one stage at the end, like 26, I want to say, that held me up for a little bit, but then it was smooth sailing. And then for the main event... I introduced my son to Iron Snout, Chuck Norris' favorite game. Ask me if he liked it, Corey. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Did he like it? (laughs) Do you think he did? (laughs) Uh, If he has any good sense, then yeah. He didn't happen to find any hidden features on the game, did he? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you see into the future, Nate. (laughs) Or the past. <laughs> I'm Australian oh, at heart. I thought you were Canadian. Uh, honorary. <laughs> so we did beat the game. Uh, we got the completion. Um, he did it in one sitting. Took less no. than took less than an hour. <laughs> the typical. Oh, one rap. thing I didn't mention on the first take that may or may not have happened was that <laughs> he went through the achievement list, and one of them is uh, <laughs> for. <laughs> Humping. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, that's his favorite. That. Um, he's like, what's that? I'm like, oh yeah, just turn around and let him jump on your back. That that's what it means. And he's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as Nate alluded to in our uh, surprise thing, um, did you know that this game has multiplayer? I had <gasps> absolutely no, no idea. I actually did know that. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you known that, Nate? Not very long. That's five minutes. Seven Six minutes, minutes plus seven <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, so there's a mode to... It's kind of like volleyball, but it's a big... A bigger ball than that. Like a big beach ball falls in the middle, and you have to hit it back and forth, and it keeps score, kind of like Pong. And you use your moves to... Keep keep it in the air and hit it to the other side and make sure it doesn't fall on your side. And how long did you play this multiplayer mode? Uh, we did a best of three and then a best of five, and uh, yeah, then we were done. Yes. But, so you played it longer than the rest of the game, but it was fun. It so just sounds all like the multiplayer achievements then. We did <laughs> awesome. No multiplayer achievements were not obtained. <laughs> it sounds Which like why no volleyball and attacking <laughs> games. Oh. oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, way back in the day, I played that Tekken um, 3 on PlayStation 1. Good time. Um, the other game that's been taking up most, if not all of my time, is Time Spinner. I am completely and thoroughly addicted to this game. But even, I believe we'll talk more. Ab- we will st- but 
but no. Oh, I got to turn off my video. Um, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I am very addicted to this game, but I think we will talk more about it a little later. Is it a Vayner in your opinion? It is the Vayner. The okay. Vayner. Whoa. The big, uh, it's a big statement there. I can go on and on. Maybe we should do a review about it. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> but I will say it's really good. And I don't have much bad to say about it. Oh, it's that's got, good news. It's most it's a it's a love letter to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And Nate, did you play the original Metroid for the NES? <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. You laugh, but I don't know. You have got some dementia. You might not remember. <laughs> I seem to remember playing that. There, yes. there's certain parts, certain ways the game is designed that where there's like a a single beam in the middle of the screen. Mm-hmm. Where it looks like the elevator screen for Metroid. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's just a love letter to all these games. It, it's definitely a Vayner. Definitely, it's it, game design is one of the best parts about it. The, the map design. Yeah, I mean, it even had like, well, okay, no, we'll talk about that later. Just turning to review right now. <laughs> Sorry, we don't want to do that. No. Yep. But play it, enjoy it. Game Pass, PC Game Pass. Oh, you have to download console. it there first, and then you can play it on your console. That's the one negative about it. So you, you have to download it first on PC, then your yes. console can play it. I believe so. Okay. Is that with all so. Game Pass PC games? Mm, only if they're Play Anywhere. That one's Play Anywhere, but it's not offered ah, on Game Pass. I see what you're saying. Oh, your original Game Pass. So you have to jerry-rig it. Gotcha. Apparently. All right, Nate. Pretend um, to tell me what you're talking about for the first time. Oh, wait, it is the first time. It is actually the first time. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I'm old, and I know I tell the same stories multiple times, but uh, I think this one's new. Um, so f- last week, I did a pretty good job of cleaning up a lot of my RTDL, so I only have a few things left. Um, so I haven't been playing that much to the RTDL. Uh, I did Age of Empires. I completed all of that. Nice. Um, I have not popped in the next version just to get all the uh, achievements just popping, uh, mostly because I think some people are behind on that and are intending to come through and do the multiplayer stuff, and I don't think that they're going to be able to play between the two versions. Um, so I'm just hanging around uh, and waiting for a special reason to, to pop all of those. Um, so one of the last things I had to do for RTDL... Um, was Hellblade. And I had to get pretty far into the game. Uh, so I was chipping away at that over the course of two or three nights um, and I just finished it out. Uh, stayed up way too late. It was like 3.30 in the morning when I finally rolled credits and shut it down and went to bed. Um, it's a good game. Uh, it's enjoyable. Uh I really would like to be able to skip cutscenes because uh, I'm <laughs> starting to play it now on the PC, and you just you have to go through all of it, and it's you know it's good, but um, yeah, I'm really uh, I'm impressed by what that studio was able to do. It's it's like you're playing the PS4 God of War, but slightly different, and the combat <laughs> is nowhere near as good. The combat's like a, an Infinity Blade on the uh, on the iPhone. Um, it's that kind of combat, but just uh, like God of War, but different. Just like, well, it's like it's so close to God of War, but like, I mean, they have a much smaller team than you know Sony, um, obviously, and 
I'm just I'm I'm excited for what happens when they do get a larger team, when they do get Microsoft resources, uh, what they can build. That game is beautiful, um, and it's you know it just it gives me a lot of hope for what they can they can do in the future. Uh, then yeah, played a lot of Gears Pop, oh. which I think we'll get to later. Yeah, I was going to quickly ask you how it ran on your computer. Oh, my PC. It yeah, started to run really well. Like uh, I was running high. On, well, I wasn't running high. My PC was on high. Um, <laughs> oh. and everything was looking really. It was looking pretty good. And then I I turned the wrong corner. I saw too many polygons or something, and everything just started getting real choppy. So I bumped it down to medium, mm-hmm. uh, and then it got choppy again later. And I bumped it down to low. Oh no! Uh, and, and low runs fine. I'm probably just going to keep it on low because you know, I've already seen it be pretty, and my PC is not as good as my Xbox. So. But yeah, I was really worried that it wasn't gonna be able to play on my PC, but I think I can probably get through it. Now, I haven't gotten to some of the more intense combat portions yet, so we'll see. Uh, so yeah, then spent a lot of time gears pop, but that hasn't really been taken away from my game time. That's been taken away from uh, other life responsibilities. Work. Um, <laughs> and then just today, I was like, you know what? I just need a little shot of some rat. So I played Mechabolt. And that is true to form. It's a rat game. It's about a 20 minute, 15, 20 minute uh, completion for the achievements. But you know what, guys? What's that? What's that? What? I did it. I finally did it. Oh, boy. Too I, played, I played a rata to credits. Whoa. Yeah. On yeah. purpose? Yeah, on purpose. I, I actually enjoyed this game. It's not super challenging, and there wasn't that much more to do. Um, I think there's like four zones. You have to get through three zones to get all of the batteries that you need for the final uh, achievement. And I was like, you know what? There's only like two more zones. That's like 24, you know, it's like 48 levels the most, and they all take like a minute so or less than a minute so why not i'll just do it so i went ahead and i did it and i completed the game and it was fine wow yeah um it it got slightly uh more involved but not that much but it was fun um how did it run on your xbox (laughs) it ran just fine (laughs) oh good had no problems with that um so yeah um that was my week Corey, why don't you tell us about the free-to-play game gears pop so yeah, there's this game called Gears Pop, and it's really fun, and everybody should play it. Luckily, it came out in a really good time for me. Um, RTDL was finished. Uh, oh, I wasn't perfect. feeling great last week, so I actually didn't play several days. Uh, but having a game on my phone that just is achievement a plenty in the beginning, it really is. Uh, <laughs> it really helped me with some TA. Hurting a little bit this week from it, but um. Nothing too, too bad that I can't recover from, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, we can get into it more later. I am really enjoying it, though. It's the best Microsoft phone game uh, that I've played. Uh, yeah, yeah we, played. we can get into it more later, but it's really good, and I recommend it. Uh, so really, that just leaves the little bit of playtime I had last week was either Mutant League Football again or... Uh, this game I played last night, which was Toe Jam and Earl. And I'm sure Earl's a little salty that he missed out because the original crew hmm. of Prue, Matriarch, and myself got together with 
what the fuck, and we knocked out some Toe Jam and Earl. Michelle had to beat hard mode, so she recruited veteran Toe Jam player Prue, who has beat the game many times, and you can get up to four people, so Fug and I jumped in, and we all tackled this hard mode. And if you're not familiar with the game, it's classified as a, a rogue light uh, action adventure game. And basically, uh, you're traversing these levels of, a, of the world and you're looking for parts of your ship. You need 10 parts. The 10th part is always on the 25th level. Um, there's fixed worlds and random worlds. And there's a lot of earthlings and presence of, around that can either help you or hurt you. And it can get really difficult uh, if you're not careful. And so we played and we got, I don't know, probably, I want to say 14. Around level 14, we died the first time. And uh, Prue was saying it's a probably about a two-hour run because you want to play a little conservatively if you actually you know, want to try to beat it. And so we decided to give it one more go and we found kind of a cheese to the game um, a little bit. It turns out, which we knew this, but when, when you die in a multiplayer online game, you turn into a ghost and you can scare. <laughs> exactly. Except you go. <laughs> That's Yoki there. How do you make that? Uh, I guess you're right. Anyways, you can scare certain enemies, and apparently you can kill certain enemies uh, around you and your team uh, to kind of help them a little bit. And so what do you know? Everybody dies but Prue, the veteran. And so we sit there and we kind of figure this out. Um, And so we're, we're scaring everything as he basically is carrying all three of us through the game. Um. And it was going really well. So, like I said, she only had to beat hard mode. So, we were at the 23rd level. Prue had some really good presence in order to beat the levels quicker and have less risk. And uh, we hit level 24. We got to the elevator because you traverse these worlds through elevators because you're going up. And you can't fall through the previous level and whatnot. He gets in the elevator after, and he was telling us about he couldn't find it at first because party chat was covering up the map. And then Prue Darn has left party, party chat. chat. And then the flashing <laughs> word disconnected goes across our screen. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I, uh-huh. it, it was, it was, it was a very tense situation and we didn't know what we were going on. And so we kind of held back for a second. Oh, and here comes Mr. Prue. Hey guys, um, just join my game. And the game never loaded. And then finally, something popped up, and it said, Prue, level one. Uh, we, <laughs> we were, uh, I think our hearts were sinking a little bit. Anyways, we all, we, we shut down the game. Uh, we, we quit it out, and he goes back in, he loads it up, and he says, oh, I think we're good. It's level 23. But then there's that thought in your head, is this going to unlock for me? Because now we're starting at level 23, and not level one. Uh-huh. Um, in the end, it worked. I will say that. This, for as bad as the networking is in this game, this 
worked. We all got the achievement. And I think it benefited us in a different way because we also got the achievement for beating normal or hard without popping a single earthling, which wow, <laughs> we definitely did. Uh, and the we also got beat normal or hard without opening a single present, which is almost impossible in and of itself because a lot of them help you a lot. So I think by doing that, it got us two fairly hard achievements and uh, it gave us some good TA. So yeah, it was guys. good and the gears popped a K. So that was to, the disconnect that, that you think gave got uh, you those two? I think so. Unless Fug didn't open a present or pop an earthling and it counted Doubt. just for him because you know how this game is. If one person does it, everybody unlocks it. And what does he pretty do? much made up for you, <laughs> L. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, it was funny because on- it, it at the one first point, map the whole time, the first floor. <laughs> nah, he, he he made it like three levels. Oh, uh, maybe six. Uh, when when you're a ghost, you can actually request a life from somebody and to bring them back to life. And mm-hmm. he was just popping buttons. We're telling him to quit pop hitting A because A is how you request. And then because Prue's doing his thing, and Prue accidentally gave him a life, and uh, he he was like dead in like four minutes after that. <laughs> but man, oh, it was a roller fuck. coaster uh, near the end of that. Oh, oh! I didn't even mention the best part. We, I was telling you how Prue said the map was covered up by party chat, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but his connect heard Xbox turn oh. off, and that's how, that's what happened. <laughs> oh. That's what happened. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> he awesome. says he was gonna throw Good it job, across the wall. I don't know if he meant like into an open oven or not, but true. Luckily, <laughs> everything worked settings. out for the. The I don't the, know why he has the connect plugged up. I mean, it's not it's not the real Cortana, Prue. I know you like hearing her voice. Uh, yeah. Oh. Are you done that, with your story? It. I was going to give it. a. I'm done. I'm done. We got our achievement. Oh, I wanted to give a toe jam gway shout uh. out to community member Odorless Furball, who just completed toe jam mineral yesterday. Whoa. So really? he's the first community member to complete it. He's the twelfth overall. Out of 1,248 people. So yeah, nice we were job. talking with Prue last night because um, he thinks that there's like really like one hard achievement, and that's the Funkatron, which we've tried many, many oh, times. Oh, God. Yes, we um, <laughs> And it's extremely difficult. So uh, that's pretty cool that he, he completed that. Nice. And then uh, he commented on his feed that he would keep playing it even though he's done with it. So Really? I don't I like it that him. much. I'll be fun. hitting him up for help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, community play day with mm. odorless furball. <laughs> Hadouken. Oh, yeah. No, not fireball. Furball. But, Kenny, Loggins, have you played anything this week? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the opposite of Kenny Loggins. <laughs> he logs out. Come on. Uh, setting you up for some bad jokes. Sure. The thing is, I knew Nate, it was wake bad. Up. just didn't know the answer. Oh. Come on, Kenny. Danger Zone. What? <laughs> what have you been playing? Danger Zone. <laughs> well, I only have one game that's worth mentioning and is very much worth mentioning, and that is Gears Pop. Oh, so game, we should all talk about Gears Pop now. This game is fantastic. Yes, we can get into this now. That This works perfectly. Oh, Gears Pop if, way, gateway. Gears Pop quiz. Nice. Any others? All right. <laughs> Help us name the episode. It's going to so, be something like that. <laughs> um, 
the episode will be out by the time they hear that. It's a like, damn it. All right, I'm leaning towards Snap Crackle and Gears Pop. So if anything could beat that, let me know. Okay. No. So, yeah. No reaction. Not a fan. <laughs> it's from Rice Krispies before you were born. They're gross. They're only good if they're the tree. They are really gross. It's a horrible <laughs> cereal. That is a the terrible tree cereal. It's like the perfect light cereal for like eleven o'clock at night. What? No, if it, you're gonna eat that, she, like you want something light, honey nut Cheerios. That's not light, not my light. friend. <clears throat> not light. <laughs> that, the, apparently, to what I eat, that's light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go from all the sugary cereals to that. No, so you're just rice Krispies is like you can worst. add sugar to Rice Krispies. Why do I want to add sugar? I'd rather just buy a cereal that's already that already has that done. They're good by themselves, but <laughs> you can add sugar. No, the only the way they're Krispie good treats. is when they're in a treat. The Rice Krispie Treats. No, they I have Rice like Krispie Treat cereal. They do, and that's delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. Eh, the actual Rice Krispie Treats with like the marshmallow and whatnot, okay, they're okay. delicious. Uh, when, yeah. when, when you grow up, you'll realize <laughs> that you don't need all that sugar in your cereal. Okay, well, first of all, I'm sure future Kenny will still think they're they're horrible, and also I'm never going to grow up, so don't so don't hold your breath. I, I feel like you're like a peanut butter and jelly guy who prefers like seventy percent jelly to thirty percent peanut butter. Um, because that's seven year old me. No, thirty year old me like prefers like eighty percent peanut butter. I'm like fifty fifty. I really like peanut butter. I eat peanut butter with a spoon. How did okay. we get onto this? Note to self, don't eat the peanut butter at Kenny's house. <laughs> I have my own separate jar. Okay. It's on spoon. And obviously it's creamy because crunchy is disgusting. Okay. Uh, oh, we don't so have time to, to get into that. Here. So much to unpack here. Let's go back to Gears Pop Show. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there, too. Yes. In the loot boxes. Get it? Speaking of packs. So if for some reason you're like L and you haven't decided to play this game, it is More very stuff much like Clash Royale. Uh, if you've played Clash Royale on your phone, it's just that, but a little bit different. Instead of, well, let me say this. In Clash Royale, when you destroy an outpost, you know you can then move up and deploy your troops a little bit farther. In this, there, because it is Gears of War, you have covers that you can take. And as you take cover, you can place your troops farther up the map. Yeah. That, that that's the only real difference that you have superpowers you have like an ultimate other than that it's clash royale if you like clash royale play this this is actually better because it's gears of war it's not as pay to winny as clash royale is yet give it a few it will be very much become pay to win and it's funko pops and funko pops are awesome i feel like a lot of people are saying it's uh play to win They're, oh well, for sure it's definitely play to win now but considering it just started and there's not a ton of pins, it's not it's not egregious yet. Let's put it that way. It will become horrible pay to win once they start adding in a couple more guys to make these. They start making all the good ones epics and they don't add in anything rare or common. So you have to pay in order to get the boxes, in order to get the things that actually let you win. And also the nice part about the game right now is because it's new. Everybody's a noob. No one has really figured out the strategies. I would disagree well, there. <laughs> actually, let me think. Uh, there are strategies that work, but for the most people that but there's not like that one meta strategy oh, there, that's there like is. the be all end all. It's uh opening that wallet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, some of us aren't going to do that. Yeah, so who here has like paid Chip. money? I have not. If you feel like owning up to it. Um, verbally. No, verbally. Corey, Corey, this is a podcast, an audio podcast. You're going to have to say uh, something. Well, I mean, I was raising my hand. Yes. I've, the audience can't I've, see I've, I've put a little bit into this game. What's Uh-oh. a little bit? Uh-oh. Uh, more than $1. One than $1. Guess, I'm going to guess 30 That's a good guess. <laughs> You're wrong, but it's a good guess. 30 right. with the zero at the end? Well, uh, we don't, yeah, we don't need to shame you. <clears throat> I'm going for it. For being a dirty wallet. No warrior. shame. I mean, it, it's exactly what you said. 30 bucks. Oh, 10, idiot. Plus 10. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Whatever the game, the game got me. It, no, but what, got what, me is the, what is the benefit of doing that? Uh, to get a lot of pins and a lot of crystals to Have you played Clash upgrade. Royale? L. I played it when it, oh, L, yeah. I haven't, no. Okay, never mind. Okay. I'm still finding my way through this. It took me a good four or five games to figure out that there's that number uh, going up on the bottom for when I could use. <laughs> I was just using whatever popped up and throwing them on the screen. Yeah. It took me okay. a few games for that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so first of all, L, you, you may be interested uh, mm-hmm. when you, if you swipe oh to God. the left, there's yes. boot camp. And you uh, play some boot camp. They will take you through a couple battles and kind of help you uh, learn some of the basics. I don't even think they teach you that because that's so self-explanatory. It was when I looked at it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Hold up. What did you think the little number meant next to the I didn't pin? even. I, I, the, the power? I don't know. Toughness? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> I honestly didn't know. Oh, no, that's I, good. I don't know, but I figured it out. And then people were talking about strategies, not put something down right away, just wait until all 10. I, I saw all kinds of people saying all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, well, yeah, because there, there can't be one. I mean, there can be one best strategy, but it's going to be hard to mimic across all the, the whole player base because mm-hmm. it's RNG. I mean, yeah. not everybody has the same pins. Not everyone I has the same $40 pins. into it, and I don't have every pin. I can't believe you still don't have Kate. I can't believe That's you paid forty dollars. Well, I mean, okay, so there's nothing wrong with I paying expected money more. for a game that you're, that you're getting enjoyment out of. <laughs> oh no, there's nothing wrong with paying money for a game. Mm-hmm. Like if you're getting fun mm-hmm. out of it. So I don't, I don't mean to harp. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay for this. But I've put mm-hmm. money into free to play <clears throat> games also. So I mean, I mean, yeah, my, my background is I, I have put a little bit of money. Like I probably think I put in forty bucks into. Clash of Clans back in the day, and oh, if when we're go Clash, Clash Royale came out, I I played it, but I didn't put any money to it, and that feeling would have gone away if there was no achievements tied to it for sure. Well, yeah, there's that. But so, what are you know, trying to tell I, us, Nate? You get a nice uh, little serotonin boost when you open those big old legendary packs. You really do. It's the best, and then you see like the epics and the legendaries popping out. Yeah. But then, but then comes the uh, yes, <laughs> the dismay when you're like, "Well, I don't want a thousand frag grenades or a thousand <laughs> butchers." See, where I thought you were going with that is the um, you get so used to going a hundred miles an hour that when you hit that speed bump and now you're back down to the uh, children at play speed, um, it's just super painful to play the game at that pace well uh, to the addictive pay to win model there can yes. be yeah 
Yeah, so that's why I don't even let myself for these types of games. I have a hard time using the in-game currency. So you know, obviously, okay, I'm, I'm not the only coins. one. Obviously, I'm spending coins. Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, but the gems, like I don't really spend the crystals or the gems, whatever you want to call them, um, just because uh, you get used to that speed. And once you get used to moving at that speed, like everything just comes to a crawl when you don't have that money. Uh, or that currency, so that's yeah. why I just I don't even do it unless I absolutely have to, um, <clears throat> like time wise. So like I've got to go somewhere, I've got to do something. I only have enough time for one more match, and uh, I want to pop a crate into an empty spot. So yeah, boom! I'll open that crate now for four crystals or whatever, uh, and then I'll play a match, win, and then go take off. See, the funny you thing know. is, I'm more against that than I am just go ahead and <laughs> give me a pickle crate. Right. Uh, but I do think it can be a hindrance and that's probably the psychology behind these kind of games and how they're set up. Uh, I mean, I, I'm nowhere near as good of a player as Jimbot, who I know hasn't put any money into it, but uh, we're around the same league. And so I'm not as good as him yet. So you... I'm, I'm using these, these purchases to like supplement that a little bit. Did you see Jimbot's... Uh review on ta of this game uh no can you remind me uh can i remind you of yep. something that you have not read i know what well, i said <laughs> he gave it a 0. 0.5 out of 5 what <laughs> and he, a good time. he's gonna he hate basically, this show um he, he's a chief in our crew he, he For, said, yeah, really. Why he said the core gameplay is fun, and he'd give that about a three point five out of five. But it's the grimiest free to play int- in- implementation oh, he's ever played. Well, so here's the thing: so, mm. it is grindy, but grindy. they didn't they didn't sell us anything different in my mind. And if you've never played these games before, sure, I can see why you would think that. But this is exactly like those other games. So. That, yeah, I agree. Anyone that's complaining about this being grindy, that actually... No, is, grimy. Oh, like, grimy. It's grimy. Slimy, like, yeah. yeah, like... Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's Dirtbag move. Have you ever played a mobile game <laughs> Douchebag. ever since Clash of Clans has come out I well, mean, and struck it big? Every mobile game since that point has been, you know, give me money, give me money, and keep giving me money. Either because... There's way too many ads and it makes the game impossible to play or it has a ridiculous grind and then it has that addictive feature to it. So you want to keep putting money into it. Mobile games, all of them are a money sink or a money and a time sink Mm -hmm. because they're free. So so you're not surprised by any of the tactics that they use, right? Absolutely not. Uh, He also complained about the being only being able to play horde with your crew. Now that is the, this I game is a week old. The yeah. crew, the whole thing, and can, the crew can size is low. Use some improvements. I was just gonna say they're gonna they're gonna listen to feedback and definitely yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there's definitely I, some quality of life things that will come out as the game gets older. I, I kind of like like a wish list. Like in Clash of Clans, you could actually battle other clans. I kind of want crews to be able to battle. Maybe you could do two versus two crews, just like so, Horde. That's cool. So yeah. yeah, so I know where Kenny's going with this, and that is something that Clash Royale has. Clash Royale oh, so has you've team played that? battles. Well, my, <laughs> I don't play it because that thing is a 
I'm not going to say that because I have <laughs> rage quit that game um, just because of the, the play model there. Like, okay. So I understand where Jim bots coming from, right? I've played clash of clans. I've played clash Royale. I played whatever um, <clears throat> on the phone that gets you to spend the money. And I have rage quit off of clash of clans and clash Royale <laughs> because it's so frustrating, which mm-hmm. is kind of informed, like how I'm going into this game. Like I'm going to this game knowing that, okay, number one, I'm not going to spend money. Number two, I'm going to get steamrolled every now and then number two or number three, number two, again, uh, I am sometimes <laughs> I am going to steamroll a wallet warrior that doesn't know how to use what he's bought. And that's going to make me feel so good. But what I need to do is not get discouraged and not, you know, get super upset and uninstall and whatever. Instead, just, okay, stop playing. Go do something else. Come back to it later. Um, and that's kind of the way to approach it when you start getting frustrated because it is very frustrating. And if you, if, oh, you get sure. into a, if you get into a losing streak and it's going to happen, just stop. Like, okay, maybe you want to keep going through it. Fine. My recommendation to you is to just stop and go do something else, come back to it. Um, because it will change. I mean, you're in the pool with people at a certain time of day. Well, play a different time of day. You know, there's all sorts of ways to get enjoyment and not get so frustrated with with the way these things are working out. Another is to de-rank, and we can talk about that yeah, if you'd like. Okay, let's talk about it. Why would you do um, such a thing? So, real quick, that's one thing <clears throat> that uh, who thought uh, Chip brought up. You know, because the matchmaking isn't always fair well there's only two actual ways to match someone up with either by level or by cogs cogs is like trophies and clash royale um there's benefit there's pros and cons of both of them if you mat if you get matched up with level well you might you may be uh Hold on, I'm just, if you get matched up with level, you know, you may be in a lower arena while the person that's in the same level as you has been into this higher level, higher level. So now um, he has access to better pins and he can just steamroll you with the better units. And if you get matched up with by cogs, this the big disadvantage of that is a lot of people like to D rank and which is what pretty much what I just said with level with the levels is, you know, they're up really high. They've played the game a whole lot. And now they're where they should be is like with like, so let's say 1500 cogs. Now they're back with 200. So where it looks like they should be a noob, but they're not. And so what you just asked L the benefit of that is collecting some of the older pins and the lower level pins. Like if one of the achievements is to fully upgrade a pin, well, if you go down into the lower ranks, you have uh, less pins that you can get out of a box, so you have a better chance of repeatedly collecting the same one. Or there's also another achievement to get a five-win streak. You're down low. It's a much easier to, to get that than when you're up high. Well, not yeah. only for the, the win streak, but if you get five wins, you get the best kind of chest you can get. And so the lower you are hunting on the weak the more of the best chest you get, which best, you know, you can get what four of those a day. If you're really maximizing your time. Yeah. Um, that may be better than, you know, two, three small chests from a higher arena. And so the way this works, and it is similar to clash Royale is that 
let's say you get up to I'll just use my my numbers. You get up to arena five. Ooh, when you win in arena, arena five, five. When you win in arena five or whatever, the chests that you get are of that level. If you get knocked down to arena four and you let's say you get knocked down really low in four, where your next win is still keeping you in arena four, it hasn't gotten you all the way back up to arena five, the chest you get is arena five. So while you won in Arena 4 in the middle of Arena 4, that win earns you an Arena 5 chest. So what you can do is get that Arena 5, get deranked down to the bottom of 4 or whatever, and work your way back up. Get that 5 win streak, which gives you Horde tokens. Anything over a win streak of 2 guarantees you, I think, I think it said guarantees you a Horde token. So this is how you're collecting your Horde tokens. Um which, you know, those are going towards the achievement. They're going towards the, the really grindy stuff. But it also, yeah, getting a win streak of five is going to give you the most. It's going to give you the most coins. It's going to give you the, the most number of pins. Um, <clears throat> and another point is that, okay, so I win at arena level five. I'm still getting four, three, two, and one pins. Like, I'm not just getting five. Um, but if I want right. to focus on those lower units, yeah, I can drop down. Uh, but... I, and I think this is true. Since I'm still getting those Arena 5 chests, like I'm still getting a shot at higher level pins while I'm still in Arena 4. Um, so as long as you get to that Arena 5, it's kind of preserving that you are getting Arena 5 chests. Now, I've seen this, but if someone knows that I'm wrong or it's only for like an hour or a day or whatever, uh, please let us know. But um, that's why I see the benefit to deranking. And, and also it's less frustrating. You, know, you go in there, you get knocked yeah. down, and then unless you're going against other D-rankers uh, who are, like, way higher than you. So is that um, um, a common practice mm -hmm. in these type of games? Yes. Okay, so I am Arena 5. I'm 1579 cogs. I went up against somebody, and I have, like, 1317 health. I'm going up against people with, like... 1500 health and Jeez. you know clearly hundreds more health than me which means that they're a higher level which means they've been playing longer because they've got more coins to unlock pins which then increases their xp so that they can level up so i'm going against people that are like definitely deranking like at least an arena level more um yeah so people are definitely doing this now is that poor game design or is that just you can't think get it around is. it, honestly. Part yeah. of the, uh, I think it's one of the problems with this type of game. Like, how yeah. do you prevent people from doing that? Like, how do you make it so that it's more beneficial for them to struggle? Like, one of the problems now with when you're trying to get your chests is that you have to get wins. So, I have a limited amount of time that I feel like giving to the game. So, when I get up and then, uh, let's say, so in the morning I get up, I open all four chests. Uh, so, now I've got four slots open. So, now I need to go win some matches. That could take half an hour. That could take an hour to get four wins if you're going up against, you know, your level people. Um, because, you know, you're winning two, you're losing, or you're winning one, you're losing four. Okay. Oh, okay. Now yeah. I got another one. So now I've just played like, what, seven matches to get two wins. And I'm only halfway done. <laughs> okay. That's really, you know, that's annoying. Uh, and it's a big waste of time. So. And you have to win in order to, to advance. Mm -hmm. If you're not yeah. winning, the game's going to be stagnant and you're not going to go nowhere. Yeah. So in order to progress, you need to get chests because you cannot level up. You cannot gain XP. You cannot get more health unless you are winning. 
And, um, and the easiest way to do that is to derank and and do that. So they need to come up with some sort of solution that says, okay, even though you're losing, <laughs> you're losing badly, like we're going to give you some sort of progression that makes it worth you to to stay going against people of your actual level instead of going down and and you know making someone else's life miserable. I was See, reading. That, I don't know if there's an official statement on it but it seems that at least in arena two when you're a lobby if you lose twice they will put you against an easy bot um i've seen multiple accounts of that yep i did not i have not read that that's interesting i mean it's you don't want to discourage people out of the gate you want them to you know bite that carrot a little bit so it makes sense yeah i think they even do it a little bit in the higher arenas but i'm not 100 percent sure Mm. yeah maybe And, and I think it's actually the opposite. I, I think I got two really easy matches, but then I got a stupid hard match uh, <laughs> against a new recruit. Uh-huh. It just seemed a little weird. I definitely noticed that at the lower levels. Uh, you know, I, So I was definitely seeing that. I, I have not noticed it so much a little bit higher up. Yeah. What about the achievements? How do we feel about the, the spread that they've got here? Well, real quick. Yeah. What you were saying, one of the things that can kind of help entice you to stay up in the higher ones. And this is one of the quality of life things that I'm sure will come out eventually. But it's one of the things that Clash Royale does is you have a free daily chest. You know, each day you can you can open up uh, one free chest and the higher arena you are, the better things you get out of it. But you have to be in that arena in order to get the good stuff out of it. Well, you already and- have... The dailies, right? Yes. Well, you have dailies. Clash Royale has dailies, but like I can open it. Well, I've already opened up today, but like you can open it up and just open up one chest for free. I got you. Huh. What I well, see, and that's I'll like, like that Clash later. Royale. Like I don't actually play it, like play it, play it each day, but I still have it on my phone, and like I once a day open it up, get my free, get my free stuff, and then log out. And the other thing that like clash royale does that i would imagine comes to this as well because since this is a uh, copycat game is a benefit of being in the clan now in clash royale you can request and donate cards so i would imagine that's eventually going to come to play in this where you can Hmm. request and donate pins each uh a couple times a day now the benefit of being in a higher arena is you're able to donate more and you're also able to request more at a time. So, for instance, when you're real low in Clash Royale, when you request a common card, you can only get five of those. Once you rank up a bit, you can get like up to 50 at a time, I think, or it might be 60. I, I forget. So, There's it's like the, the donator hum- benefit. And that, yes. I was just about to get to that. The donator benefits, as in they get uh, gold or coins in uh, pop. And they also get experience. So it's the kind of thing where when you see that you're able to donate, if you don't actually need that card, you just get rid of them because you get you get really good rewards. And also being in a higher arena, you're able to donate more. So that's one of those things that like Clash Royale does really well and kind of help you helping people to stay where they should be instead of trying to, you know, derank. Yeah. Okay. Let's hit the achievement list really quick. Like, uh, quick, like uh, Kush asked. Yep. Um, I'll just go ahead, and I think that I think the list is pretty balanced. It's going to take I you agree. a very, very, very long time. It has a seriously achievement. Uh, again, 
they did not sell me on a game that's going to be quick and throwing gears in the title it's a gears just makes of it War even longer game. so <laughs> you I know there's the going to be a seriously pop I think the completion is going to be uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that you have to reach the highest league is there I, I don't know gears as well as you guys in the seriously achievements do you actually have to be good or do you just have to play a lot oh. mm, you know the answer to that <laughs> you just have to play a lot right this one requires you to be pretty good as well as playing a lot. The playing a lot yeah. actually doesn't even scare me. It doesn't even look that bad. Not really. I mean, well, if, you're, I mean if you're not boosting, you, you need it to be good for uh, 10,000 kills in the first game. Um, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, you could play 10,000 matches and get I one kill a match. Some of them involve beating the insane campaigns, but I know what you're saying. This seems more skill Yeah. Dependent. I mean, right now, you again, weak old game, you... It's going to be tough to get to that highest league. So ju- yeah. just to clarify, Please. the seriously mm-hmm. pop achievement, it's to uh, defeat 100,000 pins, win a, win a thousand verse battles, reach the highest league, and clear a thousand horde waves. Now, what bugs me about this is that they've got a status bar at the end that shows you kind of your percentage that you're, you're accomplishing mm-hmm. this, but that is a composite achievement. So like yeah. I don't know how many pin wins or how many pins I've destroyed. I figure I figure that one's pretty easy. Um, that one's gonna add up much faster than the thousand versus battles. Now they're they're lower level achievements that will kind of give you an idea of when you've hit five hundred. But well, after five hundred, you're just kind of like guessing. Okay, well when when have I gotten that thousand? And then the you know the thousand horde waves is there think that might be in the stats. There, there's a stat screen that shows you how many times you've killed Ram. Uh, so that might be what informs you how close you are to that. Um, it gives you an so idea that's, at least. Yeah, that's one of the things I would like is, is a, a better breakdown of those stats. Because uh, that one is going to be a long way out. But if you're going to be playing the game going for that seriously, um, you're going to be getting a lot of pins. You're going to be getting a lot of gold. You're going to be ranking up those... Um, pins to the point that maybe you have a better chance of of getting the highest arena league. You know, if you're going to stick around to that one, maybe maybe you have a shot uh, at getting higher. And when it comes to the highest league, um, hang on, let me let me let, let this load so I'm saying this correctly. So there's a couple of different arenas. Like Nate said, you know, he's in arena five. Well, once you get to 1,600 cogs, you then go into the Bronze League. Uh, 2,000 gets you into the Silver... Wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, 1,600 gets you into Bronze, 2,000 into Silver, and 2,400 into Gold. The thing is, every month, the leagues start over, and you're, and you're going to get reset. So if you're trying to get into the Gold League... You're gonna to need to play a ton in one in one month to be able to get it. It's not like it's the kind of thing where trying to get to arena five. You know, I'm in three now. Well, I can wait a year, come back, and I'm still being three, and I can continue to get to five. It's not gonna be like that trying to get the gold. So that makes the seriously pop achievement just that much harder because there is a kind of a time restraint on it. All right, maybe we should wrap up the mm. gears talk. Let's end. With- I got questions. Okay, he has a question. <laughs> Do you guys have designs on getting to completion? Because I Absolutely think I'm not. just happy. I'm happy with it just being something that I could play on the go that 
can get something done. I well, think I could get at you know a good ninety to ninety five percent of the achievements. Gentlemen's ninety five percent exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, so if you're not going to be going hard on this game, then yeah, and you're just going to use it to pop an achievement while you're out. Yeah, it's great for that um, because the low level stuff is you know. You can grind towards that pretty easily and not be too aggressive. Um, but then, of course, they do have like the you know the top heavy stuff uh, is definitely very grindy. Um, one of the things that we should probably mention uh, if you're if you're just starting this and you really don't know what's going on, there's like three achievements I think that make a lot of sense to to go for while you're in the lower tiers, and those are to um, what were they win a win a versus battle where you capture all the available cover positions. I think you can get that during horde mode, which we did not touch on. Yes, you can. Um, That's how I just got it. The five wins. Yeah, then there's the five win streak, which you obviously want to do that when you're going against the computer uh, or or people that don't know what they're doing. Um, And I thought there was a third one. There's another one for beating or winning, but I think you get it for losing. But you have to have a team of all commons. Yeah, you get that Uh, for losing as well. Now... Again, RNG, you may not... It's be a while for you have a team full of commons, but... I had to do it with, like, three different types of grenades. I had, like, regular uh, yep. grenades, yeah, sun same. grenades, ink grenades, and then, you know, some useless units. But, yeah, I was able to pull that off as well. So, yeah, there are, like, three that you'd want to do pretty or pretty early on. And also the one for the, co- the common pins. The achievement says to win a verse battle with a squad consisting of own common rarity pins. I lost, like I got my butt handed to me, and that popped. So that may be glitched, uh, or it may, it, it may be glitched, uh, and they might patch it, or maybe they wrote it wrong. Either way, if you can get it now. Well, another glitch achievement to your benefit is the Hammer of Dawn achievement. Um, so hitting uh, or killing Ram with the Hammer of Dawn in Horde uh, will apparently mm. pop the achievement for both players. Um, so or not person that has it and the person that doesn't have it well you know when we were doing it like mm-hmm. there were a lot of things down there at the end that uh, might have gotten the killing blow so mm-hmm. they might have gotten it before the hammer of dawn ticked off uh the final hit i don't so even have the hammer of dawn yet. we can try again well you know we you know if you throw a horde my way we can we can try um all right i'll send one now <laughs> so very briefly the horde mode that's what is unique to this game uh, and that is that there are currently two scenarios that you can play one is called coin uh, fortune fortune thank you coin fortune which is the easier of the two and it's a two wave battle where you're just marching down and trying to take out ram at the end so there's not three fortification there's only one at the very end uh, and then the other horde uh, scenario is a three wave battle uh, where it gets increasingly difficult uh, and Ram will be dropping uh, krill clouds or krill something or whatever, and you need to d- you need to burn those down, kill those in order to um, break through his invulnerability and then be able to do damage to him. Uh, if you don't destroy a krill wave, he will launch an attack in that lane. And if it's the center lane, it'll damage your building. You can take maybe two hits and then you're done. Uh, if it's on either side, it'll basically wipe out any units that are on those sides hiding behind cover. Uh, and you'll just have to continue marching down the field. Um, so there are strategies for that. We've pinned the strategy. And uh, <laughs> once that was made public, those became, you know, something that we could just basically complete every time. Uh, before that, you know, I 
think I lost like four hordes just because just didn't really get the strategy. Uh, and hopefully they're going to add higher difficulties and different scenarios. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that uh, in the coming months. Yeah. If you do need help with hordes or other strategies or whatever, be sure to join the Discord, as in we have an entire channel that used to be Gears of War, but now it's Gears of <laughs> Pop, and who cares about the Gears of War series when we have Gears Pop? Basically, every channel has migrated to Gears Pop. Like, that's where all the Discord is really quiet. Yeah. I want to add, in relation to that, um, we, we have a full crew right now, but that doesn't mean that some people joined uh, and aren't really playing, so they can take, you know, take the bench for the for the time being but i want to highlight uh dunkos and high road uh they have put out a few giveaways for the community um everybody's uh you know coming together and you just want to help each other out and is excited for the game and the community so uh, i think we've got one running now that's about to end but we've we're giving away like three or four ten dollar google play gift cards so far uh, and that's that's all them. That's not us. So uh, we really enjoying seeing the community uh, come together for this. Yeah, that is cool. Thank you, guys. It's kind of funny. We all laughed at this game e- at E3, and now it has completely <laughs> and totally taken over our Discord and everything or gaming. So is Gears Tactics going to be like awesome as well? Is it going to? capture everybody oh oh no i forgot about that and how long is gear pop going to be shiny hopefully for a while as long as i said achievements like i said this is in my opinion the best best microsoft mobile game um solitaire is great uh solitaire great but you know they tried to compete with clash of clans they did not do a good job there now they're competing with clash royale and i think that they have a serious competitor to that Uh, i agree polished it's so far it's fun and you say it's polished but you had those graphical glitches okay (laughs) they were um it's polished it looks pretty but it still (laughs) functions like a turd sometimes it's a year it's or a year it's a week old so there are glitches i'm Mm -hmm. sure we'll be getting an update here real soon fixing a lot of that crap you had another question now yeah before we wrap up Oh, I also wanted to say, I, I I love the crew idea. You could just throw out a horde request and... I do, too. I, I, I enjoyed seeing who would respond to it. <laughs> so, Kronos was my first. We he um, we gears popped my cherry in <laughs> horde. And then... <laughs> you, there's terrible. no way and then, we um, were going to get through this without <laughs> you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely and no then um, we lost terribly. And then I did one with Kush, and we won. And then he told me that we did the easier mode with the hammer or something. No, I said that we did the coin fortune, so it was the oh, easier coin fortune. Yep. Um, I just love all that stuff. So my question was, um, there were two comments made recently by two of you guys, and I'll throw you under the bus. Oh, boy. Foof. <laughs> Yes. Recently disclosed that he has not gone through any of the Gears campaigns. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
So I was wondering if this would encourage him to do so. Absolutely. And Nate had said now I'm really that he wasn't Gears. excited for Gears 5, but this has made him more excited for Gears 5. <sighs> Did I, I really was, wasn't excited I don't, at all for Gears 5? No, well, more excited. Okay, well, yeah, I'm definitely more excited, and I'm definitely... Um, I had forgotten like how good Gears is like how solid it the is world. how it's made its own kind of thing like the roadie run and you know just the combat it's its own it's not genre but you know it's its mm-hmm. own type of game it kind of carved it stands out, its out. Own, yeah it carved out its own thing and i had forgotten because i hadn't played gears in a long time um <clears throat> and just like getting back to those units and seeing how they're doing things it made me kind of miss like going back to Gears, and I'm like, oh, well, Gears Five's coming out, and yeah, I'll definitely get that because you know it's free. It's part well, not free. It's part game of Game Pass. <laughs> game Pass, and you know what? I never finished the campaign on Gears Four, so maybe oh I will try to get that done in the next two weeks before Gears Five comes out. So I actually played a little bit today, and, and that's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, like Michelle it. and I only went through it once, which is weird because usually that's a few times you would do that um, on different difficulties. You know, you have your blind run, and then you have a collectibles run. and So, yeah, I think we want to try to do that one more time before five drops. Yeah. There's no time for anything. I definitely want to play Gears now. Like, it's always been that game. Like, I really like the uh, what's the word? aesthetics around Gears. I like mm-hmm. everything about it. It's like it looks really cool. and Big, beefy men. Exactly. Yeah. All I mean, the guns and whatnot. And, like, even the... um. I forget what they call it, like the quick reloads. Uh, mm, active reload. Active yeah, reload. That. That's what it is. Um, you know, like that's really unique to Gears. I, I really like the Gears game, but I think I was just telling you, L and Prue and Michelle the other night, you know, I've probably played up to the Berserker in Gears 1 three times. Never went past it for... I have no because ex- you couldn't I, beat it, or you were scared of it. Or? No, it was like, oh, that's a good stopping point. Like, oh. I would play. It's just like, okay, I'm kind of done. I'll want to go do something else. I'll come back to this, and never have. So it's like now I really want to play it. And also the other thing, I have somehow managed to avoid all spoilers. So and please mm. don't you know message <laughs> me. This is how it ends. Mm. Um, Dude, yes, yeah, I know absolutely nothing about the Gears franchise, which is also kind of makes me want to play because, you know, you're 10 years behind on, on a game. You kind of, you, someone would have mm-hmm. spoiled it already. You know, there's no reason to play it. I've managed to avoid all spoilers. So it's like, it kind of gives me that extra little boost of, yeah, I really want to get into this game now. Have you really managed to miss them or did you just forget them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, if I've forgotten them, then I can't tell you I'm that I've forgotten playing. them. <laughs> Alright, any more All questions, right. L? Um what's on the docket? Okay. Well, I, well. I would like to say one last thing for about Gears oh. is uh, going into Gears Five, there are I think there's a series of five challenges that's gonna unlock content in both Gears Four and Gears Five. So I think that with Gears Pop and Ooh, Gears Tactics, there's that. a lot of room for synergy for them to kinda have this game open something over there and this game open something over there. But there's a couple days left oh, on the challenges from Gears 4 to Gears 5. So if anyone's interested, oh, yeah. go look at that. I popped those the other day. I did not. I, I think I'm locked like out of challenges. two of them. Oh, no. I play enough. Yeah, I literally just enough. loaded you have to up beat the game the campaign. and one popped. Yeah. That's, oh, no, that's there's another I one. That's two. 
I got one to pop. You did it now? <laughs> yeah. Because Corey and, and L, I think you guys did a lot more of the campaign, whereas I was doing the horde mode. You have to I beat the campaign. the campaign. What is it? Yeah. Level 10 in multiplayer. And what's the other one, Corey? I don't know. I actually got an achievement, not a challenge. That's pretty fun. Well, well yeah, it's a zero point the game. achievement. No, no, this was a 10 pointer. Even Ooh. better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess downloading 117 gigs wasn't for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought of a great idea for Gears 5. And if, oh, unlocking if 50 achievements. Microsoft no, hasn't done this. They can have this one for free. I want You should be able to import your character from Gears Pop into Gears 5 so you could run around as your Funko dude while playing. That would be Not a free. fantastic uh, Not cosmetic free. I want thing. 10 large gold chests. You can mm-hmm. have it for I'll 10 large gold. I agree. It was my idea, so I want 15. All right. Let's end okay. on but one yeah. uh, wish list item that, uh, for the game. Free dailies. Do you have any? I want Five I, I want dailies. I want, I want that daily chest. <laughs> and everyone go at the same time so we can't tell what we're saying. Yeah. Gears 5 or Pop? Pop. 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 Of five. Okay. Koosh? Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, I would like um, there to be something better with the uh, the crew. So, like, um, yeah, being able to challenge other crews or being able to challenge someone within the crew. Trade I'd like pins. to see them build that up. Yeah. Since I asked the question, I'm going to cheat. I want to see regular title updates like Gears 4 got with achievements. And Ooh, I want on. a better way to acquire horde tokens. Mm, yes, I agree. So let's move on because that was a lot of gears popping talk. Wow, <laughs> that was. But a this, lot. see, this is how Once much you love pop, that you game. can't stop. This That's is how what they say. I want so, big head mode. Oh wait. <laughs> so Corey, yep. you have spent lots of money on gears pop. Is there I anything did. left for the sales this week? There is for me. Um, I have made it apparent in the Discord, uh, but I finally finished uh, Stranger Things season three last week, actually. And wouldn't you know, with Kismet, Stranger Things three, the game is on sale this week for fifty percent off, making it ten dollars. And you know what? Jokes Ooh. on them. I would have bought it at fifteen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, uh, I scored Why pretty well. Why not eleven? I, I, I get that reference. Good. I am. You sad if you but, didn't? But yes, yeah, Stranger Things three. Uh, been there, bought that, got the t-shirt. Can't wait to play it. Oh, you haven't played it yet. I was going to ask questions. Uh, well, well, maybe I just you bought know it the yesterday. Answer. What type of game is it supposed to be? Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. If it's turn-based. I think it's RPG-ish, but I'm not sure. I thought it was adventure. It, it's just Stranger Things, and I, I have to have it. It looked a little bit like an NES game. It does, yep. Eh, who cares? That's Nintendo we'll come, Entertainment System. Okay. A- ask me again next next week. I will add that to the docket. Doc, to ask you. Back to the doc. Nate, you got any tabs open? Um, I do. Um, I'm going to just shoot in the dark here because I have not really looked at it too much, but Captain Cat... I think Captain Cat speaks to our audience here. It's a $5 game uh, down from 7 It's a 1,000 gamer score with 1,303 TA. And it's a two to three hour completion. So uh, it's a puzzle genre. So there may be a, uh, a new quick game for people to enjoy. Uh, 
speaking of quick games, Hungry Shark no. World is not a quick game. It is five dollars, <laughs> uh, ten dollars. Uh, it is one thousand uh, gamer score, and it is five thousand five hundred and forty-five TA because it's not a short game. Um, this game, you know me, I like my pick up and play, get a little bit of gameplay, make a little bit of progress, and this one is definitely that. Um, I just need fun. to buy this game. Every time like this the, goes yeah. on sale, I look at it, I'm like, I need this. It looks fun. It's, there's just something about being a zombie shark and diving onto the beach and just like eating beachgoers while you're just you know bouncing across mm-hmm. the sand. That's just fun. Uh, and that's what you get for $5. Did you ever play um, the Jaws game on the PS2? No, I don't think so. Because it reminds me like that, but better. <laughs> well, I recommend this game, you know, especially if you like dumb little, you know, I'll play it you know, five minutes every day and eventually catch that fish type gameplay. Um, and the last thing I'd like to just point out is the uh, Future War and World 2 Hunting Boss Bundle. I've played hunting or World 2 Hunting Boss. Uh, I have not played Future World, but that is a kind of an RTS shoot 'em up is what they're saying. But the fact that it's $5 for two games, that's 2,000 gamer score. Uh, seems like a good deal to me. It is five twenty four down from seven, so <laughs> it's not that great of a deal. But <laughs> there two two games that aren't so bad, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Um, that might be worth it. And then one thing that I absolutely picked up. Yeah, I'm gonna get Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But uh, one of the things that I picked up today or I pre ordered is the Mega Man ZX Collection. Uh, I just couldn't turn that. You know, it's six games. It's 30 bucks and it's Mega Man ZX, so yeah, that was done. It's not cheap, but uh, whatever. And it's not short, but that's right up my alley. <laughs> Checks Anything all the you? boxes. <laughs> Anything for you, L? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Gotcha. Yeah, I was kind of struggling to come up with some ones, but uh, definitely Hungry Shark World. Mm, if anybody um, hasn't gotten uh, our favorite game, Where the Bees Make Honey, yet. <laughs> should probably still not get it. <laughs> How much is it? I saw I, uh, it's forty uh, percent off, six dollars. I saw a lot of people jumping on transference. That's still seventy uh, percent off. It's still seven forty nine. But it's I mean, uh, it's, less it's not going to get completion. cheaper. Yeah, less than an hour with a guide. And then of course there is Uno, which is fifty percent off at five dollars. I was wondering if you would see that. See what? Uno, Uno, <laughs> false Uno. Challenge. And the 360 sales didn't seem to be announced <laughs> on TA, but if you look, if you just search sales, you can actually find what they are. I think there's like a SpongeBob and there's some other stuff up there. And along with that, we also have the Summer Spotlight. We got some ad- new additions. Uh, Corey, you want to run through them? Sure, I can do that because I have the dock ready and open. So the newest additions to Summer Spotlight are Wreckfest, Creature in the Well, which is going to be on Game Pass, or... We think, yeah. So everyone but ship should have that one. (laughs) Truck Driver Control, which is the new one by Remedy. Journey to the Savage Planet. Now that one is a pre-order. Currently, I don't think it has a release date. It says it's like January next year, but... That seems like a fake date. Mechabolt, Pato Box, Smoots, Summer Games, Gift of the Parathax, Life is Strange 2, Episode 4, which uh, I'm a betting man. I would say that's going to be on Game Pass in a little bit. I think Episode 3 just got added. Yes. 
Path of Sin Greed is another title I don't know nothing about. That might be an Artifacts Monday. I believe it is an Artifacts Monday. Yeah. Strength of the Sword Ultimate. Again, I don't know. Gnome's Garden Lost King. Your typical eight-floor management game. And out of all of those, if nothing, if you don't know anything about them and you just want quick and easy gamer score, we can recommend Gnome's Garden and Mechabolt. Mechabolt being from Ratalika. Yeah, I just played, like I said, I just played that today. It's about 20 minutes. Uh, Gnome's Garden is typically the five to 10 hour uh, or four to eight, I think is for, for an eight floor game. Fun fact, I started my first eight floor game this past week. I only played one level. It <laughs> Are you seems, done? It, uh, first uh, and last? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I Man, this it kind of sucks. <laughs> well, you know, if you have a, a classroom full of kids that'll play it for you, that helps. I mean, yeah, that, that would definitely uh, turn the tides. I wish I had a... Oh, I wonder if mouse and keyboard work on it. That would help a lot. Anyways, that's that's the newest additions. Tune in next week for the last installment of Summer Spotlight, where hopefully Torchlight 2 gets Torchlight added. Torchlight 2? Uh, bet. Or Trine. The Trine collection. That one looks okay, good, too. That one would sway me to go ahead and buy it now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you're going to get it, get the collection, because it has four... Uh, included so you get one two three and four are they all three players i think i think they are multiplayer i don't think they require multiplayer and they each have their own list so that's like four thousand gamer score yeah did try two in three player multiplayer are you trying to get us to (laughs) talk more about that i just like co-op and if for some reason if you don't know if you buy games with the summer spotlight, then you can get some Microsoft points. I believe it's like four thousand points. Dollars, four dollars. You get ten percent. Well, ten percent back up to forty, up to four dollars. It's something. It's better than nothing. Yeah. It's not nothing. Actually, it's not even ten percent back because you have to spend forty to get. You it. have to spend. Yeah, it's yeah. Forty dollars. That's a funny number. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of welcome packs. <laughs> oh, welcome <I> pack. <laughs> All right. Well, let's welcome get pack, to... welcome pack, welcome pack. <laughs> All right. Then. Let's get into our contest corner. Let's keep I know going. where that's from. Contest corner? Yeah, it's from, uh, it's from our podcast. Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter. Sorry, Kenny. There are so many things going over my head tonight with the three of you. At least I got the Yogi Bear reference. Who? So, the first (laughs) contest we're going to talk about is the P-Tarts Annual Birthday Bash, uh, 2019 edition. Pretty. That will be starting this week. So, be sure to register. Where do you register at? Gamertag Nation. Gamertag Nation. I was getting to that. All across the nation. Uh, There is a link in the show notes to make it a little bit easier for you guys. We have show notes. We do have Again, that's a competition based off gamer score. And first place, eighth place, and 34th place will win a prize. So you don't have to be the best to win some mess. You either have to be the eighth best or the 34th best. Hey, um, Corey, do you know why it's the 34th place? Because she's turning 29 years old. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I thought it was because she was born on the 34th. 
Okay. Yeah, the 34th. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> You're both right. Yay, I'm right. Next contest is... I'm going to share her blog on my friend feed. There we go. Okay, so for the RTDL, we've got a couple of full combos to shout out. With the ones this week is Skeptical Mario, Jimbot Somewhere or Other, Fug, and Wildwood Mike. Good job, guys, on your full combos. Man. Hi, high Road V2, was he in the first batch? I think he was. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Well, congrats to him, too. Yeah. yeah. Think you're going to get that team combo? Are you playing possum again? It's up to Kingsman and Elroy and Pluto. Uh, Pluto's like six <laughs> away right now. Elroy's mm. got that Kiefer. He's probably going to do it. Well, yeah, I have, I have faith in my possum brethren. Elroy's finally going back to work. So he will probably get it. He's probably going to get this student achievement factory on board. So it's funny how that works. He's going back to work, so he'll probably get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out the. Just throwing that out there. That that, that love uh, you, buddy. Yeah. And it and it, we all get it. <laughs> <laughs> we all get it. Next contest uh, is the gamer tag challenge. The month is wrapping up. Be sure to visit the Discord to find the link in order to get a list this month's gamer tag is j black without the at the end because you can't have phlegm as a game title so be sure to get that in before the month ends well we should probably mention that by the time the next show comes out we will be in september and that gamer tag challenge for september is Freemhole. And we may have we may have a rule change in September. We're still kind of hammering that out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Freem's not allowed to work on his own tag. <laughs> well, he won't hear this <laughs> till at least next <laughs> April, right. so he probably won't know that it's his. <laughs> It'll be too late. Oh, sorry, Freem. Then, and for G task this week, the, we have a bonus on the solo side. And this is the end of period in the top 25% of active. And just in case anyone doesn't actually know what that means, it's meaning not below the line for elimination. So this is the most important week of them all. This is the week to survive if you want that badge. I'm pretty sure most of us are literally only in this thing for to get this stupid badge. So hmm. this is probably going to be a very high scoring week. Especially with more people then going for the bonus, which is then going to raise us a bit more. So have fun with this. What's the bonus? What? Say it again. Are you what? <laughs> it's I love you, Kenny. Top twenty-five of active. I love you, Kenny. You know what? Just do the, just do the podcast intro again. <laughs> I really like that. I'm oh, sorry. I forgot to oh. record, guys. Sorry, I'd quit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so, funny to see all these people popping guys. their uh, the bonuses. So like, <clears throat> some people didn't even you know they didn't try to hide it. Like, <laughs> it flipped over and immediately they just dumped all their bonuses. Yeah. Oh yeah. In case their internet goes down, night before. Everybody's gonna be blowing their loads this week. Everyone's gonna be using their bonuses There's, to stay in. They're gonna um, be. Everyone's yeah. gonna be playing Minecraft <laughs> and Human Fall Flat. Mm. Whatever other games are on Game Pass. Whatever Walk is telling us to play. Hint, wait for the end of the show. <laughs> but with G-Task, also comes some eliminations. Uh-oh. 
for we had two teams or maybe one team i'm sure <laughs> not sure if they were on the same one probably should have uh-huh. figured that out p tart and enigma gamer 77 have both been eliminated from the team from their team or their teams have been eliminated and they have also been eliminated on the individual side along i don't they, they they were not teammates okay i didn't think they were so i'm glad that and also we have another individual elimination of kitty skies meow I wonder how long this list is going to be next week of who weren't who wasn't able to put. Uh oh, no, no, it may be much longer than next week. Oh, I full well expect it to be much longer than the following week, week. after. Yeah, I will probably be on that list the week after because screw it after I get the badge. Who cares? Well, here's the thing: we're gonna peak this week, and then it's gonna it's gonna go down. I think this is true. I don't know. If Zoo Tycoon keeps me in, then I'll stay in. I'm not going to worry about playing whatever to just to stay in. I'm not going to be, you know, important my Borderlands save to stay at two o'clock in the morning in order to stay in the stupid contest. Yeah. Who would do that? Yeah. <sighs> but let's get off that. Let's go into our final topic, which is proclamation point. Take it away. Yo. Well, since I didn't get to say it last week, hold your ears. Proclamation point. Well, that was anticlimactic. Matriarch has reached a new milestone for 400 completions. Ooh. Wow. Surely she oh. used a really good game to come do that milestone with. Oh, let us check. Click, 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 click. Bouncy Bullets. What oh, a God. milestone game. That's a game. It is a game Hardly. that exists. Chewy! On ice. <laughs> Has reached a milestone of 450 completed games. That was uh, my Wookiee impersonation, not a uh, sexual advance. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> Why, Why not, not both? both? Ah, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you guys. And if you add 400 plus 450, you get 850, which is wow. That's happens convenient. to be. <laughs> How many completions Carnage has? Way to Yay. go, guys. Good job. For Achievements 1, we have Emperor L, also known as Good L, has reached a new milestone of 6,250 Achievements 1. Elephalet 77 at 11,500. Petar with 13,000. Pretty. Yeah, commas are amazing. Uh, Kingsman2625, <laughs> no comma in that name, has 15,000 achievements won. Black Buff has five, 15,500 <clears> achievements won. Big L, moving on, has 17,000 achievements won. And oh. Matrak. You want to know what uh, what game I was playing? Sure. Iron Snout. Go ahead. Iron oh, Snout. good game. Matrix has 20,500 achievements won. Prowx has 20,500 achievements won. Wakapale has 21,500. And NBA Kirkland has 22,500 achievements won. Well done. That's a lot of achievements won. Wanda's husband. For the Shriekers, we have Elroy OMJ, 750 days. Chin Doctor would be proud 75 times. (laughs) <laughs> Carpe Adam 79 has a 25-day achievement win streak, which is a personal best. So, Good job. GG. 
For gamer score, we have Carpe Adam again hitting that 125,000 gamer score milestone right on Foof's tail. Not on Foof's tail is Facial Floor at 550,000 gamer score. Xlax, the Jester, <laughs> has 200,000 TA score. I apparently have 800,000 TA score, which I may or may not have obtained while playing Iron Snout. Facial Floor, 1 million TA score. And Toad Style Venom, a.k.a. Stan, a.k.a. not holding up his end of the bargain on random to-do list, has 1,200,000 <laughs> TA score. Fufu Cuddly Poof, that's me, is now in the top 2,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for Xbox One management. Koosh Moose is now in the top 5,000 of the Achievements One leaderboard. Elififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififififif
And the second one was being called chicken shouldn't be an insult. Chickens are mean bitches. Okay. Well, then. That came from her. Yeah. Sweet, de- lovable death dealer said that. I know, right? Doubt. She sure did. It was fun. Maybe I'll do something fun again in the future. Or maybe I did it this episode and you don't know. Crap. <laughs> now when I'm going through <laughs> editing, if I hear anything that's just random, I'm going to go, okay, what community member told you to say this random thing? I love you guys. How many, how many things are in the <laughs> show notes that you write that aren't supposed mm. to be there but are there because someone just told you to write it? Or to play it in the show. <clears throat> There's a lot of things in the show notes, but no one reads them, so it's okay. I curse you out on them all the time. You don't read them. Oh, son of a gun. I didn't know that. I should and start I reading them. Than that. I had a lot of fish puns last week inspired by, uh, you know, Elroy and X, but no, no one read them. It's okay. It's fine. Read the show notes. Okay. Oh, and uh, send Michelle duck pics. She likes that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if as long as no one has anything else to add... I think that'll about do it for us this week. If you guys enjoyed the show, please like and review us on your platform of choice. And of course, as always, be sure to smash that subscribe button. Pop it if you like. That works too. If you want to send us a Twitter tweet, you can do so by sending us one on the Twitter at Achievements101. And also be sure to follow us on Mixer at AH101. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube please do subscribe to us on YouTube. If you are able to, and you would also like to help us out monetarily, you can, you can subscribe to our Patreon. The links for that and everything else will be in the show notes. Support is not needed, but it is greatly appreciated for those who can donate. And lastly, please join the discord. That's where every, all the community members are. There's, you can get help with gears of pop because you know, you want to play it. If your name is not L. The Discord link is discord.io slash ah101. Alright guys, talk to you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, Areno. Pop it. Pop pop it. Hello everyone, I am Kronos, and today we are going to be starting a new series of the Achievement Hunting 101 Game Club. We are playing Oxenfree. And for those who do not know, Oxenfree is a point-and-click style adventure game with a very strong narrative featuring teenagers on a deserted island and the things that they encounter there. To join me for the discussion uh, that is going to be for our game club here this week, I have with me Carpe Adam 79 Hello. And Freemhole. Hello, everybody. So, guys, I know it is very very early for any kind of overarching experiences um but i would like (laughs) to know what you guys think so far well how about i go first so this was one of those games and because of all of the critical praise that had received it was on my list of when you get a chance you know this is a top priority game you should play it and play it to completion make sure you're not confused by contests or pulled away to do other things like you want to focus and do this but i will admit because this game starts with the letter o i tend to save it for months where the gamer tag challenge requires me to get an o and so it, I've, I've always just kind of pushed it off and so seeing this game club pop up was like this is it this is the perfect opportunity and i am super excited to get into it because of all the wonderful things i've heard adam where are you at yeah i i know just from 
listening to different bot podcasts like around the time that the game actually came out it's it's something that i've wanted to play but just something always gets in the way because there's always something new coming out so this i'm glad that this came up just to kind of force me to finally give it a shot totally agree i want to add uh that like what's been also very nice that i've maintained relatively spoiler free so i don't have a clue of what's coming up the only thing i know is that at some point i'm going to see someone else's gamer tag that's the o the only thing that i know is going to happen we asked you guys to play the first 45 minutes maybe hours worth of the game to a specific point so that we we're all at the same point and can discuss what we've done so far and everyone in the community who even if they were not here today has had that opportunity as well and can hear us talking about it and relate their own experiences with that so the game starts starts with our main characters, several of them, on a ferry boat heading to Edwards Island. Uh, and they're taking this ferry boat because that's the only way you can get to Edwards Island. And we meet our first couple of characters. We meet Alex, who is our main protagonist, and her friend from many, many years, Ren, and Alex's brand new stepbrother, Jonas. Ren is a very talkative, hyper, diminutive young man. And Jonas is a more laid back, certainly than Ren, kind of cool guy, but he feels uncomfortable. He's not real sure that he belongs here. And the fact that he is the brand new stepbrother in sort of awkward circumstances makes this whole thing play out a little bit strangely for him. The difficulty that I had when I first started playing this game was that I didn't know any of these characters. And any game where they're going to introduce a cast of characters and throw them at you very, very quickly runs into the same kind of problem. You have to introduce these characters quickly and you have to make them hook. I had a hard time paying attention to who the characters were as they were introduced to me. So I'm curious how the introduction worked for you guys. Well, I, I absolutely echo what you say where, you know, you come into it and to be honest, like you saw the three characters, I didn't even know who I was playing as because at that point, they're, you're not introduced to any controls or anything. And so I'm, right. I, I feel yeah. like I'm watching a cutscene, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, I can move. Oh, I'm the blue-haired with the ponytail. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. So going into it, and you see your dialogue options, and, you know, a lot of them are just the way kids would speak, right? Really noncommittal. Maybe just, you know, some of them can be sarcastic. Some can be serious. And say, like, okay, so you can kind of shape how you want to go. Great. Um, at this point, I'm not even sure where I fall with Alex on how I'm going to approach this. I've, I've taken a pretty consistent approach of being sarcastic and flirty. Uh, but to your point, not knowing the backstory, I thought like me and Jonas were going to be likers. Like I was like, oh, okay, this is my, I have to pick between these two dudes. I'm going to go with that love interest. And it's like, oh, wait, that's my stepbrother. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> um, I don't know how that's going to play out, but, uh, and especially, you know, as we continue, we get off the boat. You know, at this point, I, I didn't even pick up that it was her stepbrother until we got <laughs> way onto the island. And I was like, oh boy, okay, yeah, I, I was playing this completely wrong. Alex, you completely misunderstood the situation. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same way. When it first starts off, it kind of just dumps you in to the, the style. And I wasn't really sure what was going on either. I was thinking cutscene as well. And uh, there were a couple of dialogue options where I, I even missed entering an option because I just wasn't prepared for how quickly it was going to move and what was going on. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, do I walk around the ship? I see I can walk around. Okay, should I go somewhere? Should I go up to the next level? I, I don't know. I, I was just really trying to figure out what was happening. And I'm trying to listen to the conversation. And Ren is like just all over the He's place. He's a mile a minute. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 
Holy cow. I, I mean, after after that opening period, you know, it's like, man, I guess it will make sense to go through this three times. <laughs> I do like <laughs> the fact... Because I'm sure I missed a lot. ...that you can interrupt. Because I, I recall, during as you you know, you mentioned, you're walking around the ship, you, you have freedom to move, and they're still chatting. And I remember, like, oh, I'm just going to go upstairs. These little white circles, those are, you know, interact points. I go see what that is. And so Ren and Jonas are having this conversation. I'm like, hey, there's a ship's wheel up here. <laughs> I just completely butt into the conversation conversation and you know some of them will catch back up and and you know restart that dialogue but others like if you read a sign like it'll just cut off whatever that conversation was considering it done and it's like oh wait oh no I, you know i like the fact that i'm not hearing repeat dialogue but i'm also like oh did i miss something did I, did I talk too soon? Did I, you know? It's it's super fascinating how this conversation uh, mechanic works. Yeah, Night Studios did a really excellent job of handling both the dialogue tree and those dialogue interactions. You can't really break into the important ones, but you do have a lot of playing around opportunity to change how the dialogue flows and a lot of the feel of those conversations. It feels much more organic when you do that. It, it feels like something that would actually happen in a conversation. How are you experiencing this game? This game is available in a variety of formats. Uh, I played it on my Xbox, uh, and I played it with a controller in my hand. The controller has a fairly interesting vibrate feature, so do you have vibrate on your controllers? I had my headset on when I played. I think that this game benefits from having had me play it with the headphones on. Are you listening to the sound coming out of your TV, or do you have headsets on? How immersive are are your experiences? I am playing in the dark of my living room with a vibrating Xbox One controller with a headset on by myself in the middle of the night. So um, I am... (laughs) That's the best choice. I am well (laughs) engrossed in this experience. I I was the same except for the headset. I was just kind of listening to the TV audio, and I kind of feel like that made it a little bit harder to follow to a degree. Do you have the subtitles on? um, Yes. The first choice that you really have in the game is brought to you by Jonas. He offers you a chance to speak alone for a few minutes to check things out and asks Ren to go on up ahead. Uh, You can stick with Jonas and have Ren go on up ahead, or you can stick with all three of them, uh, and they stay together for the remainder of that scene. Which way did you guys choose? I said, Ren, take a hike. I gotta go talk to Jonas, because as you recall, I thought maybe me and Jonas were gonna hook up, so uh, <laughs> so I had a completely different connotation for why we were talking alone, um, but suffice it to say, I said, beat it, Ren. Go, go jabber up on that cliffside. That's, that's funny, because I, I actually picked up on the relationship earlier than you did i think but i still made the same decision told told him to go ahead just because there was some tension there yeah with uh, with jonas so i just wanted to go ahead and take that minute to let him get off his chest whatever it was he needed to get off his chest which it ended up being nothing yeah. really and then you have your three options of you know what how do you want to respond and like just looking at those and thinking what the hell backstory is going on with this guy because yeah you got have you ever been to jail or what about your dead mom and i was like i don't know what's happening here so i went with uh nice view huh <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned earlier that the choices were very non-committal, very teenager-esque. And yet that dialogue choice is both giving you a ton of extra information about who Jonas is and his backstory, while also being something that you know, can be very provocative. I ended up picking the, so I heard you went to jail one, because it just <laughs> seems so absurd as a question and a statement. It's like, well, if you're going to call me back and take me away from spending time with my friends, we're going to go there. We're going to have this conversation and hash it out. You want to talk to me and say I've been cool? Well, then here's what cool looks like to me. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, see, I did, I did not want to go there. <laughs> 
I, I left that one alone, and I, I kind of, kind of thinking back, I kind of wish I had. Yeah, you got three just playthroughs. Kind of, yeah, just maybe to get a little bit, but I didn't want to be a jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you'll, I you'll have just an opportunity assume. to be a jerk. Yeah, that's what have I, to be. I, I have heard that, but yeah, I got, I got the feeling that okay, so he was in jail. I probably don't want to mention that before I'm pretty much alone on a deserted island with him. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that seems like poor timing for this conversation to come up, certainly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Hey, uh, quick question. So before we got off the boat, you had that the, that first photograph where you take that selfie. Can you mm-hmm. decline that mm-hmm. and not be in that picture? You cannot. No. Okay, so you, you, you no matter what, you are in that picture? You are in that picture. You're in all of the pictures. Uh, the picture is a mechanic that will come up later on as well. I didn't want to be in the picture. I didn't want to go be a part of anything that Ren was having to do. Ren, as a character, annoyed the heck out of me. Uh, that Motormouth <laughs> personality, I just wanted to punch him. So, <laughs> uh, And so when he says, come over here and take a picture, I did not want to have anything to do with that. So I tried very hard not to take that picture. Eventually I had to. And that's that's the, the thing. When we talk about video games, video games are all about the player having agency. Yeah. And sometimes the only agency we have for these forced decisions is to not play. And I wanted to play the game, so I went and took the picture. This is the perfect time to tell you who I envision Ren to be. And this is a little bit of a deep cut, but those those Simpsons fans out there might recognize. He reminds me of Artie Ziff, the old prom date of Marge Simpson, who is that billionaire, uh, voiced by John Lovitz, who, like, he just became an obsessive stalker. Uh, but he had that curly hair, and he was a tiny, diminutive guy, super insecure, but talked, like, a million miles a minute. Uh, so, like, I'm just picturing this, this Artie Ziff character. Uh, portrayed as Ren and and because of that and the same comment you had there Kronos like it just rubs you the wrong way and you're like god just get out of here yeah if the game hasn't been telling me that he's my best friend since early childhood I can't imagine that Alex as I'm playing Alex would want to have anything to do with this guy yeah I still envision him still having a toddler penis What? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, did you not have that dialogue? So the, uh, Ren mentions that he was, he'd been friends with Alex for long enough that he had seen oh, her in the bathtub. Gotcha. And yeah. It wasn't even weird or sexual or anything like that. And that's still what he imagined that she looked like under her clothes now. So that's the kind of gotcha. character that Ren is. He's willing to say <laughs> these things in public. Let's let's move forward and link the rest of the characters as well. We can get the, the entirety of uh, the crew here, and we can hear more from Freem about the, the other deep cuts that are your character archetypes. Uh, we, we get through the town, get over the fence, and head towards the beach. But before we can get to the beach, we need to make our way through our first of many winding paths, which allow conversations to unfold. And we meet... The remainder of our crew. We meet Clarissa and Nona. And Nona is the girl that Ren has a crush on. And Clarissa is the girl that Nona brought because she didn't want to come and be with Ren by herself, basically. She is the wing girl. Um, Kronos, she is the wing bitch. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Clarissa is a very, very divisive personality in this. She is super aggressive. Oh, yeah. uh, And that... The fact that she is so aggressive really turns people off. You'll get to know uh, a little bit more about some of these things later on. And I, I think personally that it doesn't excuse a lot of her behavior, but we start to understand where she's coming from better. But right now, she is super aggressive, and we don't like her very much, and that's completely expected. Yeah, and and, and it's it, it was great because because of that aggressiveness, it had completely, like, it just made up my mind on how I was going to treat her. And so I've been consistent with that in just treating her like trash and being like 
I'm not going to take your garbage. And so my Alex absolutely hates Clarissa and like will go out of her way to put her down. Wow. See, I, I went a little bit different with it. Like I, I can't stand her for sure. I mean, she's just from the very beginning, she was just being really rude and nasty, but I was kind of more trying to deescalate the situation, Sure. I guess you could say. So trying to, you know, avoid the conflict as much as I could, but it seemed like no matter what I did, it she she wanted to fight. <laughs> yeah. So this to me, and this my archetype for her is that this is the Rachel McAdams character from Mean Girls, uh, the the ringleader oh, of the gosh. Mean Girls. And so the only way to get her is to put her in her place. And so that's how I approached and and that fed into my narrative here. So what's your, what are your archetypes for the remainder? So for Nona, for Alex, and for Jonas, the the three we haven't covered yet. So you know, in my playthrough so far, I there has not been for me a lot of interaction with Nona. Uh, and so, you know, this likely could evolve. But as it stands now, she reminds me of Raven from Teen Titans. Uh, very, okay. very soft-spoken, quiet, reserved, intellectual. Uh, but, like, something really interesting behind there that, I, that I'm looking forward to getting to know better. Um, that's, so that, that's where I approach Nona. I didn't really feel like I interacted with Nona much. She was very quiet. She didn't really... And I didn't. I, I I really didn't figure her out yet. Yeah. Really, the only chance you have to interact with Nona at this point is on the beach, which is our next scene. As we we've climbed over the fence, we've gone around the winding path. We end up on the beach, and we sit and we talk, and we eventually play a game that's called Truth or Slap. Yeah, and I felt like I messed up that that whole dialogue there. I felt like there was more there than what I ended up with because of a decision I made. Each of the paths has a fair amount of information in it. Yeah, I got I got hit with the the whole the whole thing, and I, I I was refusing to play, and I ended up not picking a dialogue option, and so then uh, Clarissa said that I lost basically, and so she wanted to slap me, <laughs> and I was like, I'm like no, I'm not going to come over there and let you slap me, so I just ignored it pretty much the whole time until they finally moved off of it. But I was like, man, I felt like there there was a lot more here that I just totally missed because of missing that option. Because I meant I wanted to answer, but I was I was trying to figure out what I wanted to say. And by the time I did, it was too late. I feel like I I guess I understand why it forces you to move quickly. But sometimes I wish these games would just slow down and and let you analyze the situation a little bit. But I get it. If you're in the moment, you yeah. don't have time to analyze it that much either. So you kind of have to answer. But It forces a new and more raw reaction, and I think that is a benefit from it. But Agreed. Yeah, yeah. It moves, it moves That's very true. Especially when you're supposed to know more about the situation. If you are actually Alex, you have you know 10 or 15 years of history with this. Yeah. Story. Yeah. If you know uh, Ren, then you know what he's like, and you've put up with this for, for long enough. You have the backstory. You know Edwards Island. You don't have to be in the situation that we are where we're trying to process all this new information and then also making a snap decision. So it puts us at a disadvantage as gamers, but it does put us in interesting positions. And interesting choices are some of the things that make games fun. And sometimes no decision is an interesting decision as well. Because even though you had a situation where Clarissa wanted to slap you and you didn't see some of these other uh, paths, that experience was perhaps very true to how Alex might have been in, in a situation like that. If you're a teenage girl and the person who has been a, a thorn in your side for the past three or four years is really being aggressive to you and you were not trying to bite back, then just ignoring it all makes perfect sense. Just stay out of the situation as best you can. So I'm trying to remember in the, because 
was the question to Alex? The question to Alex wasn't the first one, right? That somebody else kicked it off. And you had to interact with that. And so your question with Alex was because I went ahead and answered. And so I got like three more other, you know, I had to ask somebody else a question. And, you know, I kind of kicked around a little bit. So it's it's funny to hear you say like, no, I just, I was out. I don't want to play this stupid game because I I fully engaged in it. And I'm trying to remember the order of events that happened because hearing your side of the story was like, oh boy, I don't even know how that would have worked in my playthrough. The very first question is asked of Ren. And they want to know how he feels about Nona. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I hid his little secret. I, I told a fib. You were the true friend. Cause he yeah. Asked yeah, I was the same. It. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I didn't I didn't rat him out. I like it. Uh, so did you guys play the, the Mary Screw Kill game? Was that part of your dialogue options? Yeah, that was one of the options, but I, that was the thing I refused. Okay. Yeah, I, I went ahead because it. it was Ren asking, you know, okay, Mary screw kill. You got to pick Nona, Ren, or Clarissa. And I was like, well, this is easy. I was like, I'm going to marry Nona. You know, and she says something like, oh, you know, she's nice and quiet, really sweet. I like her. I'll I'll screw Ren because for me, Alex is heterosexual, and so she's going to choose the male option. Uh, and and he's like, and then her comment is like. Oh, you know, it'll, it'll be you're like my best friend, so it won't even be weird. And then there's like a pause, and you're like uh, that leaves, and Clarissa jumps in, like, "Yeah, I get it, because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go outright and kill Clarissa." And it was like, "This is perfect. I love this." Um, you know, that's funny that, uh, that that didn't come up in yours. Yeah, it, it it came up for mine, but I I refused to do it, and that was kind of part of the whole. F- thing that happened so i'm, I'm definitely uh, i'm looking forward to my second playthrough because i'm going to do things much differently I, I can tell already so then was clarissa going on that long exposition uh, question to jonas uh is it did that happen in both of your playthroughs then she's actually asking it of alex but yeah it's about jonas it's for jonas's that's sake, right that's right that's right because like every time i had an opportunity to interrupt her i'm like uh, is there a question Hello, like what? What are you getting at? And like, I would keep cutting her off every chance. Like she'd go on these little, you know, tangents and get around to it. And then it finally comes to the decision of like, there's the, you know, the one that says truth, and then there's like two other options where you can kind of dismiss the whole thing. And I went ahead and I told the truth about, and this was me learning for the first time about my own dead brother. I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I see why, you know, where this whole family situation's coming together with Jonas and Alex and their parents and things, right? We got dead mom, we got dead brother, all sorts of, you know, trying to piece together this backstory that we're only getting little snippets of. Moving on, we finish up the Truth of Slap, we leave the beach, and we move on to the cave mouth. And we learn, we've, we've had an opportunity to play around with the radio earlier. You don't really have to, but this is the first time where you have to, and you really experience the radio tuning mechanic. You uh, go to the mouth of the cave, and at various locations, you tune your radio to different frequencies, and weird stuff starts to happen. Yeah, was weird. Well, so I when I was playing with the I was playing with the radio and when we first landed and there was like three radio stations and then at that like apparently it was a submarine propeller. It looked like some sort of gray rock with a bird on it. But like I sit sat there and listened to the whole historical documentary of the submarine propeller and I was like, "Wow, th- I, this is really rich in backstory. Like what the hell?" And <laughs> to the point where like I think when Ren was trying to say, "Hey, you know, tune into that radio show so I can hear my band or whatever." And I was just dinking around with other and he started yelling at me because I wasn't getting to his station fast enough. He's like, "Come on. No, no, no. It's like 89. Go down to 89." And he was getting really frustrated with me. And so 
I you know I when we first open this kit get to the cave mouth and I'm just playing around the radio like there's a because there's, there's still the, the weird beeping which you know sounds like weather stations or something and it's like oh, okay nothing's really happening here and I'm moving the dial all around and then all of a sudden when you start hitting those things and if you're not because I was moving it quite a bit and so like the light would kind of flicker and come on like so I never like kept it there long enough for and I was tr- and it's like I was almost trying to tune it in like that that Batman door opening mechanic and uh and I, I think it's a little easier than that but uh, it was interesting when they just they kept hitting and you and it was like oh where's the next one and you'd find it and boom the light would shoot out that the shaft of light would come through it was really neat this is a really good time for me to just briefly mention that I have a particular phobia of old-style radios, and white noise is a thing that can get to me. So this is a game that's starting to be creepy a little bit, and it is just getting under my skin at this point. And for the remainder of the playthrough, it was getting worse and worse for me. 100%. It's so delightful an experience in the sense of that thing that is absolutely harmless and yet is absolutely creeping you the heck out. This game was able to do it in a way that I was able to fully enjoy. And yeah. just as a quick aside, my wife realized that I was playing a creepy game. Uh, and when I came up to bed after she was asleep, or so I thought, so I turned <laughs> and I got to brush my teeth. I finished brushing my teeth. I turn around and she does the whole jump scare boo at me. Oh, my and God. I, oh. I, I lost it. it, was, it was... <laughs> She's an amazing that woman. hilarious. And she loved yep. to terrorize me. <laughs> yep. Okay, everyone, we have a, a late arrival. I want to say hello to P-Tart TX. Thank you for joining us as well, P-Tart. You've uh, unfortunately had a, uh, missed out on the beginning of our conversation, but I want to bring you back up to speed. Uh, we've been talking about our experiences playing Oxenfree, and so far we have basically gotten to the point where we're just after the, the game of uh, Truth or Slap on the beach. And you were one of the ones I was really hoping to get in on this conversation because your experience on the beach playing Truth or Slap was very different from anyone else's experience on Truth or Slap. But really to get into that, I need to know more about how you interacted with the characters from the very beginning. When you were on the boat and you meet Ren and Jonas for the first time, and then later on as you're heading down the path to the beach and you meet Nona and Clarissa, what were those experiences like for you playing this game? At first, honestly, I was a little confused because I expected it to be like a normal point and click where it like stops. And but then I was like, oh, it's very interactive. And then that's why I realized oh, Thomas and I don't really need to, like, sit together and play, you know, a guide with this. I have really enjoyed it so far. Uh, I kind of find the character Ren a little annoying because he talks incessantly. But <laughs> uh... Just a little annoying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like we know any long-winded people, Elroy, OMJ, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I if as far as the truth or slap game, I'm sure you guys have already discussed where it alludes to Carissa pushing Alex why her parents got divorced, and uh, I was trying to be nice to her new stepbrother, so I chose to uh, hide the truth because it just didn't seem like something that she wanted out there. Which is funny because I did the exact opposite. Yeah, me too. I went ahead and said it. I told the truth as well, but both because I wanted to know it, but also because I thought that that would be more helpful to Jonas. I expected that the truth would be the kinder thing, that he had to know it eventually one way or the other. Yeah. The sooner he yeah. Does, the better. But I can see your point there as well. Earlier on in the game of Truth or Slap, the first question, as we mentioned, is that Ren is asked whether he likes Nona. And I know for a fact that you answered that differently than either Freem or Adam did. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience? 
Uh, I think part of that was I had accidentally clicked the wrong button. (laughs) (laughs) That counts. (laughs) That's funny. So what ended up happening? Spill the beans. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm trying to remember because I played this a whopping three days ago. And this is free... my 12-hour sleep coma that I had today. All right, I'll tell my experience then, and it's probably similar to yours because I ended up with the same result on my first playthrough, and I know others in the community have experienced this. So what happened is that I disliked Ren so much that I was going to throw him under the bus the first chance I could. When there was a game called Truth or Slap, and I say, there's a chance I can slap Ren, get me on that. (laughs) So they ask Ren, how do you feel about Nona? And he lies. And the game is, if you lie, you get to be slapped. So I have a chance to call him out on his lie. I do. And I go and claim my slap as quickly as I can. I'm right on it. <laughs> so you get to slap Ren. If you slap Ren, that's your first achievement in the game. Yeah, nice. that is actually why I did that. Now it's coming back. <laughs> uh, yes, as the completionist achievement hunter I am, that is why I I chose to slap Ren. Oh, it was because you knew the achievement was there and you went for it? Yes. You're looking ahead. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, getting to that as well, like, so Thomas and I decided to play together, and I realized it doesn't really work with this game, and following a guide doesn't really help either, so I think going forward, uh, he and I would probably play separately and organically without the guide. Yeah, I definitely recommend if you haven't played the game at all yet, especially since you will have to play it three times, which um, I'll bring up a a, a community comment about that right now, actually. Philip Wendell commented on this when he found out we were playing Oxenfree that he said, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I enjoyed Oxenfree. It's a very unique concept and genuinely fun, but I hated having to play it three times. He says also that the subsequent playthroughs, not the first one, but the subsequent playthroughs felt like they were sort of tacked on. And right now, it's not necessarily something that we were feeling. Adam, you mentioned that you're kind of looking forward to a second playthrough because so much is being thrown at you in this first playthrough that you don't think you've got it all yet. And I agree with that. Playing this, playing the second time is not really a hardship. It's going to be the third playthrough, I think, that really bothers most people. Uh, because Isn't that the silent playthrough? The magic starts to wear off a little bit. Typically? Yeah, potentially the silent playthrough. You can play the silent playthrough second or first, but most people probably play that last, yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Let's get back to the cave mouth. And we talked about how we started to tune the radio, and weird stuff starts to happen. Lights start coming out of orifices of the cave at weird angles. And I don't know any situation where tuning the radio is going to turn on a light, right? Radios are receivers, not transmitters. There are some weird things you can do with interesting bits of radio theory, but ultimately, this is not how radios are supposed to behave. Nothing on Edwards Island behaves the way it's supposed to behave when it comes to radios. The radio signals don't work on Edwards Island. The radio goes dead. Where You, uh, you had the situation where Ren is playing his radio station from the, from the high school as you're coming up to the island, and it fades out as you sort of cross this barrier. There's something about the island that, like, it has this magnetic field. So radio and this island don't work well together, and it causes some very interesting reactions and interactions throughout the game. I didn't notice that, but now that you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't quite pick up on that either, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I didn't catch the uh, that it went out on the boat either. So, yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Pronos. Don't worry, that's my job here. As the person who's played it several times, uh, my job is to make sure I point out some of the things that are very interesting in this game, and there is a lot for me to point out. Uh, Pitar, as you were playing this, uh, this experience, tuning the radios, how did, th- how did it work for you? Was it, was it 
eerie? Was it spooky? Was it just, that's just kind of weird? Um, I actually recently played uh, a Cultic 9 where I was tuning radios, so it wasn't like this huge, like scary experience. But yeah, it was a little eerie once, you know, we got, to, you got to that point where it started shaking and it's like, uh oh, what is going on here? Yeah, because for me, as you know, I was more excited. Like, is oh hey, it's a game mechanic, and I'm and I'm interacting with it, and things are happening. And the second that that light shot out from the side, and Jonas jumped up on that hill and was like, "Hey, we should go in here." The adventurous Alex that I am was like, "Yep, I'm in. Let's go!" And I, I immediately jumped on and crawled through the tunnel. Uh, and that's when I started to regret the decisions I made for Alex. <laughs> My, my playthrough was actually fairly similar. I was immediately behind Jonas, and yet my reasoning was slightly different. I, was, I wanted to get as far away from Ren as possible, and Ren had made it clear he was staying on the beach. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I just wanted to get away from Clarissa. Even further away from Clarissa. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jonas gets into the cave before we do, and he sort of disappears. And this is interesting because... He's not really that far ahead of us, and we're chasing after him. But the cave is another windy path where we have to do some very light platforming to get across. And we see uh, there's a chance for you to see some strange artifacts in the cave, a couple of pieces of debris or some graffiti. But these are not really super important. They're just more of that narrative richness. And eventually we meet up with Jonas, and something happens. Tell me what happened, guys. Well, first you scared him like your wife did to you. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) But as I was walking through that that cave i was starting to like that the tension was building there because it was like you know you could start to feel that energy come up and as i walked in i immediately saw the armoire and the graffiti on the side and you know i was i was keen on the graffiti and i was like oh that's weird what does this mean what's going on here and i wasn't really paying attention to jonas i'm like why what's he standing there for and then i look he's looking up i'm looking up and i see the weird looking triangle and i thought what the hell is that thing? You know, it reminded me of... It's Space Invaders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, the imagery was of Space Invaders, but the concept was <laughs> like watching the the movie The Ring. There's that, that thing, they're watching it, and there's the fly in there, and like she's tapping at the screen and the fly, and then the fly comes out of the screen, and it was like, whoa, what the hell? That was in the TV, now it's out of the TV. And that's what this triangle reminded me of. Everything about this triangle is like, bad i don't want it on this screen and uh, and so my tension my heart rate everything is you know i'm sweating like this is where it starts getting real creepy and then you can start to interact with it and uh, and and all hell breaks loose yeah adam if, if you've got a triangle on the screen and you've got a radio that tunes and causes weird things to happen what's the obvious solution <laughs> exactly but when i first saw the triangle i'm thinking to myself you know at first it just I was like, okay, is that some sort of um, just a marker for the game to let me know I'm supposed to do something? And then the characters started talking about it. I'm like, okay, so this is some kind of entity or something. So that's what I immediately did is I just started to mess with the radio and it started to do what it does. you know. And that's one of those moments where I'm like, if this was real, if Actually I was really happening. there... <laughs> I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, when the thing starts like growing because of, I, I'm I'm gone. Did like, you, you know what? It's time for us to leave. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> so I was having a hard time with the tuning mechanic, and so like as I was getting it, and you know, obviously the the, the triangle faces down, turns red, faces down, and then it start, starts shooting a line directly out straight down toward Jonas, and I was like, Jonas, you're gonna get vaporized, like <laughs> this space invader. <laughs> is going to 
absolutely destroy <laughs> you. Why are you looking at this thing? Uh, and because I couldn't get it to work right, like it just kept growing really slowly. And I was like, I can't believe I'm just going to watch this dude get killed. And then all of a sudden it stopped. New triangle. And I'm like, wait, what the hell's happening here? And that, and it took me a while to figure out, oh, I need to play with the radio some more and get that thing to grow into the giant triangle. But yeah, I was, I was thought, I thought Jonas was was gonna be, get killed super quick. Never before has a triangle been so terrifying, right? But no, no, we go right. all the way. Well, we the full yep. and you, well, you yep. get some options too, of or at least dialogue options. I mean, clearly the end result is you make that large triangle. But like, there's a few times when Jonah is like, Jonas is saying, "Hey, do you think we should be doing this? You better believe it. We're going all the way, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Let's crank this radio up. I would have never even entered the cave if it was real life. I would have stayed on the beach and probably exactly. had some beer. <laughs> I would have sent Clarissa into the cave. Yes. Yeah, Clarissa and Ren together should have went in the cave while the rest of us sat back and drank some beer. This is there definitely more interesting than a slowly dying starfish. So she did ask for us to call for her. And we don't, because we don't like Clarissa very much. But maybe it would have been better if we had. So ultimately, we, we make a triangle in the sky out of little triangles, and the triangle talks to us. Who do you weird. think the triangle is? Who or what do you think the triangle is at this point? Well, it sounded to me like it was it was pulling a bunch of sound bites from like TV like broadcasts. So some entity something that can't communicate on its own is taking other pieces of media and is putting them together to try to communicate but the problem was so i didn't know about the subtitles part of it so i'm really curious what if you guys actually got to read what the hell the thing was saying because i could only make out a couple of words and so i'm I super have the whole confused text right here so i'll read it to you in just a minute but i want to hear what you guys think it was first yeah so because i was not hearing clearly what was going on i was super confused but i was like no we gotta like we gotta keep interacting with this thing and so like i was approaching it like it was some type of alien or ghost or entity and so my my responses to it were of that probing and calm like hello and what do you want who are you you know not trying to keep things as even keel as possible i mean the creep factor is real high uh, when when this random <laughs> conversation starts happening, I uh, I I didn't at that moment I didn't have the subtitles on yet. It was something that occurred to me later on. But my thought is it's like like some sort of a maybe a ghost, you know, because that's the 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 impression that I got. All the stuff that's going on on that island is because of you know ghosts or some sort of spirits, you know. So that lady that lived on the island. Just uh, died. There was a conversation. There, yeah, there was a conversation about her just dying. So I'm wondering if maybe it's her. All right, Maggie Adler, good guess. I like that one. My original thought was it immediately went to aliens. I, I guess that's just kind of what I thought. But now that hearing your guys's uh, analysis of it, I really, really like Adam's theory of the lady who just passed and its ghost. But yeah, my original thought was aliens, which doesn't. I feel like make a whole lot of sense now. I don't know. I think aliens makes a lot of sense, especially because it does look so much like a space invader alien ship there uh, when you're still in to make that triangle. Uh, my first thought when uh, the voices start talking to me was that it was Mike. That's Alex's dead brother. Oh. oh. Interesting. 
So I was really curious to see if anybody else picked up that option. There's a lot of different options that all make sense. Aliens makes sense to me. Ghosts make sense to me. Specifically, you know, Adler or Mike or other ghosts all make sense to me. Uh, a demon, you know, some sort of demonic influence also makes sense to me. So I think this is one where it's subject to a lot of interpretation, especially where we've chosen to leave the game. As we play more, we'll get to know these characters more, uh, and we'll start to maybe find out more about these entities a little bit of a spoiler for you guys how much you learn is going to depend a lot on how you choose to play the game and that's one of the things that i really love about this game because it rewards you for playing it in different styles you'll get different pieces of information and sometimes having less information is going to make for a better story so that's sure. why I wanted to always encourage people not to necessarily play with a guide. Play it naturally. Have fun with it because your experience will be fantastic because of that. The flash of a scene that happens when the, you know the conversation ends really was what shapes my thought of what it was kind of in retrospect. Where So you see, and, and I think we're ready to, to go into that section here, it's a short little clip where the two characters, uh, Alex and Jonas, are standing at the base. And I couldn't really tell what was happening because it happened so quickly but it looked like we were underwater and like this this something is falling floating in front of us and it to me it looked like a like a plane crash like a sinking plane but i couldn't i don't know what you guys thought that was um or if you thought it was anything but so in my head i'm thinking okay underwater sinking plane triangles like are we tapped into the bermuda triangle here like is this old <laughs> world war ii fighter jets and you know because i'm getting this kind of like old vibe especially with the world war ii submarine propeller thing so i'm in the, i'm on that track of like g -g -g ghost pirates nice fantastic <laughs> i thought you're hmm. i thought you're starting to talk about the show lost there for a second as well <laughs> well i mean that part of that pop culture feeds into this narrative because you know there are some weird conspiracy type things or supernatural uh, i mean it could really be anything at this point and so i'm just trying to discern and i'm curious what your guys's take is on on that just real brief imagery after the triangle goes all kitty wumpus on you i really don't sorry no, I do want to hear, though, you said that you had the... So here's the script. And I'm not going to try and give it the creepy voice because that just... No, you guys heard it already. This is just the text. Sleepy time gal. Bobtail, shavetail. Hello, dear. Tell everyone hello. Sleepy time gal. Everything fine. Hope things there same. Don't know if leave is possible. Listen, Bobtail. Shave tail, sleepy time gal. Is leave possible? Bobtail, leave children. My mothers will see them soon. Oh man, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up just hearing it's those just words. It's just so intense. It's, it's nonsense. It's this beautiful, beautiful nonsense, right? Yeah, that that's. That's aliens. No, but I mean, you it's like think you know, they're because of the fact that it's parsed from other media. Like the you know, leave children. You know, it's like like get the hell off my island. You don't belong here. The the bobtail things throw me off though. Like so, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what that might mean. But I'll give you guys a couple of clues on this one. Then bobtail is probably a reference to Alex's haircut. Oh, she got oh. the pony. So she's got a ponytail. Shavetail is a military slang term from the period of time when the military officers around here, uh, and this used to be a military island base, uh, used for an officer in training. Gotcha. 
uh, Sleepy Time Gal is a reference to a ragtime piece of music that was originally written in the 1920s. Yeah, I'm familiar with Sleepy Time Gal in terms of the song, but this seems more nefarious than that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This doesn't seem like this is a a good actor. Um, There's also another possibility that we haven't hit yet. It it doesn't have to have been just one person. We hear voices and it's different pieces of things. It's not just one voice. It's obviously, like uh, Freem was mentioning, snippets of radio and song. It could be multiple people talking at the same time or through the same voice or voice modulator. Uh, We just don't know. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting, though. And just like you said, when you were just speaking the words, it was just chilling to hear as of I had just played this last night and I'm replaying the scene in my head. And it's like, oh, that was creepy. (laughs) (laughs) So after the sequence that uh, Freeman was mentioning where we are visibly underwater, we are recovered. We wake back up and we are in a different place. We have been teleported, transported, otherwise moved to another part of the island. Uh, we are now at the Hardened Tower, and you get to climb up it and solve some light puzzles while figuring out that, hey, the beach party has kind of stopped, and everyone down at the beach has also wound up at other parts of the island, and they're not entirely sure how they got there either. What we played around with in the cave seems to have had ramifications across the entire island, not just to us. That was weird. Yeah, I was a little confused by it too, but I just kind of figured it was some kind... We opened some kind of portal, so that's when my theory changed from aliens to we maybe potentially opened another dimension and it transported us to all over the island? That still kind of sounds like aliens. Yeah, and I was so enamored by the Dick Harden joke that uh, I... <laughs> Major Dick Harden. Major Dick Harden, you're right, you're right. He's got a tower named after him. That's probably why I remembered it. (laughs) You know, at this point, like, I'm, you know, having continually reflected on the weirdness that had happened in the cave, the fact that everyone was all over the island didn't surprise me at all where it was just like especially since we woke up somewhere weird um you know yeah it was kind of a matter of fact thing like oh that's weird too that you're in different places but okay something happened i'm really interested to find out what and i kind of left it at that like i didn't let my brain especially since the point that we left off on where you made a decision it was like all right i don't know what's going on but this is a decision I t- I'm making, and I'm going to go find out, you know. And I, I don't need to, I'm not going to dwell on it right now because I need more information. So at the top of the tower, eventually you get things working, and the on-the-island-only phones start working again. And you're able to receive incoming calls from your friends to find out that they have moved. You get phone calls from Ren and from Clarissa. And this comes to the choice that uh, I mentioned as sort of the, the least spoilery thing. This is where we're going to leave things off for this week's discussion, and this was the point to playthrough you have to make your choice do you want to go and get and meet up with ren quickly to get him out of his situation as he's coming off of his very very weird high or do you want to go and help clarissa who sounds like she's kind of strung out and in a bad spot uh and we know we don't particularly like clarissa because she has been very very aggressive towards us but we've also mentioned that we find ren to be annoying at mm-hmm. various points so i found this to be an interesting distinction uh, decision for us to have to make because we're choosing between people we don't like if we had a third choice and we could say we go save nona first i think everyone goes saves nona first right probably absolutely i while i disliked ren i didn't despise him as much as you could, you did, Kronos. So to me, they tried to yeah. sweeten the pot by 
saying that, oh, and it sounds like Clarissa is in a place that likely will help us figure out what's going on, whereas Ren is in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and, you know, so do you really want to go help that guy or should we go and try and figure out what's going on? Because for me, you know, I needed more enticement because it was like, uh, sorry, bitch, you out. And I'm going to go help my buddy Ren, even though I don't like him. So it was less of a difficult decision for me because of the choices I had made toward Clarissa. Um, and so ultimately, I opted to go uh, to the woods route or the the Ren route. Uh, same thing for me. I, I, I went to Ren for a couple of reasons. One, I, I just didn't care to go talk to Clarissa but two I figured it'd be better just to get him and then we would all be together when we got to the place that could help us figure out what was going on versus him being stuck out in the woods by himself while we're figuring it out so it it kept me away from the person I didn't like but I thought it made the most sense to logistically yeah I I made a different decision than you guys uh, I actually wanted to go save Ren, but me being incredibly tired, I accidentally <laughs> selected to go get Clarissa. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I made the other choice as well. I went to save Clarissa, or chose to go save Clarissa, because I was uh, so displeased with Ren. So I was like, yeah. I'll take the angry, aggressive woman, especially because she is in a place where it might help out. And besides, maybe this is a way where I can find a path to repair that relationship somehow. Uh, that's a relationship that I would hope to repair, but maybe, if there's any chance, this is one of the things I can do to do something about it. So I chose to go after Clarissa myself. Ultimately, you end up doing most of the same things in both playthroughs. Whether you go after Ren or Clarissa, you're going to end up in much the same place, which is a good time for us now to talk about where we should get to for next week. If you're playing along with us, please continue to do so. We would love to hear from you guys as well in the chat on discord it is discord.io slash ah101 and that's a zero not a not an, not an actual letter o it's the zero come join us we have a, uh, a channel open for the game club oxen free we'd love to hear from everyone about their experiences in uh, the first chunk of the game and what you're thinking about it if you have any great pet theories about why the voices are talking to us or what they're trying to do to us we'd love to hear it and then join us as we play and then we'll record next week we're going to get uh, back to the point where the, everyone's joined back up we're going to meet all our characters and we're going to bring them back together well anyone who's still alive at least we'll put it that way and uh, oh boy oh spoiler we'll, we'll uh, meet up at the boathouse for our next session and i want to thank you guys uh freem Adam and Petart for joining us today to get your thoughts on this. I really appreciate it because when we have a game like this, having different experiences and being able to explore those experiences, I think really adds a lot to the experience for Agreed. everyone Agreed. So again, thank you guys Definitely. very much for joining me tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, even though I was late. <laughs> it was fun. Very good excuse. We, we understand completely. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will see you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a very sequential segment with everybody's favorite educators, X the Hero and Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. Take a second and think to yourself about the person that you hate the most in the whole world. Maybe it's your boss, a coworker, a neighbor, a mooching relative, some overexposed athlete or celebrity, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. Now think about all the horrible things that you would love to happen to that person. 
If you're like me, though, that does not include them dying. Death is too easy. These people need to suffer for whatever it is they've done, and you can just sit back and relax while it happens. Also, fun fact, educational portion right off the bat. Did you know that German has a word for this exact scenario? Ooh. Schadenfreude. It literally translates to harm joy or malicious joy, but as a word, it means taking pleasure in the misery of others. So, anyway, now that you've thought of the person that you hate most in the world, VSS would like to give you some suggestions on how to make them suffer with our top five achievements that you would love to have happen to your enemies. So yeah, schadenfreude, taking pleasure in the misery of others. But first, some people that are not enemies. First, I said first twice, cool. First, joining us from an island that's home to approximately 9 million people, 12 million cars, and 15 trees, she has more gamer score and music games than all of them except for one. She is Matriarch. Oh, thank you so much. This is so great to be here. You sound a little different than the last <laughs> time we spoke, Em. Oh, 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 sorry. Um, yeah, this is Elroy. I, I don't know if you could tell through the uh, my cleverly disguised voice there. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, yeah, Em's not like this, sorry. Oh, okay. Well, then, as you guys have heard, also joining me today is a man who comes from a state with approximately 7 million people, 10,000 teeth, 100,000 goats, and one family tree. And he has completed more <laughs> games, owned DLC only, than all but seven of them. He is Elroy O.M.J. Really? I'm like, number eight in completions? Yeah. No, I'm owned, kidding. Owned DLC oh, only. Secret. No. Secret. Uh, <laughs> oh man well it's great to be back uh thanks for that uh, ex just exuberant intro that was that was great uh thank you thank you yeah sorry sorry i fooled y'all all with my uh, my, my impersonation but uh before I, I, I had a feeling something was up i wasn't sure though <laughs> it's like it could be her yeah it could, yeah, yeah 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 that so, was intense. unfortunately she had a last minute scheduling change so yeah she won't be with us today but I do have some shout-outs I want to give real quick before uh, we get rolling with this madness. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so, I hereby shout-out to Blind Rage, Bomber37, and Dark2K10, who has recently joined us in the Discord. Now, it took me five years. Five years. But I finally got it. I did it. I got it. Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha completed. And that got me the completion for Dead Rising 3. So that might have moved me up into that number 8 spot. But let me tell you, that was that game is probably, you know, it's it's the whole reason I bought an Xbox One. This is back in the days before I even really did Chivo hunting. I, would, I had like, oh, I don't know, like 30,000 gamer score back in these Ugh, days. The yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Didn't mean Five to spring digits. That yeah, yeah. And so I I was really wanting to finish this game back in the day. I was I was completionist Elroy back then. And so I tried to finish this game and I kind of stumbled upon true achievements at that point. And I got, I figured out how to get into the Dead Rising 3 game and so like a, I don't know, where you like say boosting sessions or something. And I got in with a group on it, right? And so I get online, we figured it out, we get in there, and there's four of us, and the achievements for beating the game, uh, the Super Ultra Dead Rising with 100 adjectives, uh, with four players, 
uh, and that's the one I was missing. And so we go through it, and the three of them get, you know, we go through it four times. And so on the after the third time, let me tell you something. They all left, and I was left holding the bag, and that was my introduction to boosting. So maybe that explains a lot about me in the sense that I got royally screwed on this. So I can't remember his exact name. It's something Vulture in it. Uh, he's on my friends list just so I would never forget him. And uh, I'm Vulture something, but yeah. Anyway, so Dark 2K10 organized it, and I finally got it done, and that was my win for the month in that I finished Dead Rising 3. So Blind Rage got it. Bomber 37, they fin- he finished it. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I feel really good about that one. Okay. There you go. I, f- I feel like that is a cool story, but like a super stark contrast to the topic of this week, which is <laughs> things that we want to happen to our enemies and not shout outs to some cool people. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who's not cool. That Vulture guy. I'm going to fight today. I'm gonna... Screw him. I got you. Yeah, Vulture. So... He is a Vulture. When you were writing, were you thinking about that vulture guy? Like, did you have somebody in mind, or were you just being general? Oh, just King Jeff. King Jeff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we kind of, I kind of covered my feelings about King Jeff last week on, or maybe it's the last two weeks uh, that I've recorded. Um, and, yeah, I feel uh, like, yeah. I feel like King Jeff has uh, taken over Barbie and her sister's puppy rescue in <laughs> number of Elroy mentions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Iron Snout. Uh, I think Iron Snout's up there too. But Iron Snout. Yeah, I saw it. Big L was playing some Iron Snout. I hope you like the Snout L. Yes, I love the Snout. Okay, so yeah, should we well, start? Yeah, uh, do you wanna <laughs> you wanna awesome. start us off with uh, things that you would love to have happen to your enemies? Yes, I would. I All would. right. Honorable mention. All right, so the first one I chose was from. Batman Arkham Knight. That's Knight with a K. And the Chivo that I chose was The Cat Came Back. And you get that for breaking into Riddler's hideout and exacting your revenge. It has a 1.66 ratio, 30 gamer score, so I don't know, 52-ish TA or something like that. Now, the game explanation I have for you is... (laughs) I've never played it, but I'm sure it's like the hundred other Batman games out there. You know, you like swoop in, you like beat everyone up. Oh, fist cuffs, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you go somewhere else, you swoop in. Oh, I'm gonna punch you. Yeah, I'm Batman. I'm punching you. Woo, yeah. And then you repeat that process a few times and then repeat it a few more times. Then you use gadgets. You got new gadgets and then you can go new places and then you beat the game and then you're like, wow, that was so much fun. Let me go find the 500 freaking collectibles that they put everywhere. Those little question mark trophy Riddler things. And then you go through it and then by that time you're just, Batman. But that, that I think that's what the game's about. I assume it is. That's what all uh, the other ones are. Yeah, I, I haven't played any of them, actually. Oh, there so, you go. I, I, you I assume that, really... that was that was pretty <laughs> but, spot on, I'm sure. Yeah, ooh, I'm going to get you. I'm the Batman. <laughs> I, you really and... sold it to me with fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah, fisticuffs. Pew, pew. pew. All Blaster. Right. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, man. Blaster, man. He would, he would be, he'd have a role in that game for sure. Is Mr. Big actually Batman? <laughs> oh, man. We have so many theories about who he is. Oh, man. I'm gonna have to do, do some uh, use the bean on that one. So, 
Let me tell you about something. I had a bad experience about two, three weeks ago now. Oh man, has it almost been three weeks? So we have this rug in my in my bedroom, all right. And Johnny Five really likes that rug. Well, let me tell you about this rug. I got this rug for twenty five dollars. A right? steal. I did was it was like a six foot rug from uh, from Lowe's, and so it was hanging up. And it was the floor model, but you know, nothing wrong with it. Just hanging up at Lowe's, you know. And uh, so I got the guy, and and so I, I, I kind of, you know, made him laugh a little bit. I told him he was the rug guy. We had a moment. We shared, you know, shared a moment about him being the rug guy. <laughs> and then he took it to the back, and you know, kind of, you know, wound it up. I offered to help the whole way, you know, just really being a guy, you know, good guy here, because I think it was supposed to be eighty nine dollars. My my wife, she has a rug problem, but I don't want to tell you. Not, not a drug, but a rug problem. And so... <laughs> we, Glad we you got, clarified. Yeah, well, we got a lot of... We're not meth heads down here. No, we got rug, We got do have a shed full of rugs. Not meth, but rugs <laughs> everywhere in that in that shed. And But anyway, she needed another one. She, got, she had to get the fix. And so wound, wound this rug up, and he wrote on there $25. And I was like, my man you are the rug man. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, he kind of gave me a nod. Like I got you, bro. And so anyway, so this rug was $25. So we're pretty proud of this rug. We put it in our, in our bedroom and, uh, on the hardwood floors that we just put in. It's made out of wool. We don't have any other wool rugs. And so apparently the cats really like wool rugs. And so, because they can get their claws in them better than all the other ones, whatever. Of course. So, and so we looked at the rug the other day, and it's got all these freaking snags all over it. Like, there's snags all over this thing. It's just like, it's growing. It's like the, the rug is growing. And it's because of the freaking cats that come in in the morning, they scratch it all up, and, and then we don't let them in the room at night. We, we, we've been there, done that. Oof. That's, that's how you get into a sleep. And so <laughs> they come in every morning, and I don't know, throughout the day when we're not in there, and they just tear that rug up. So fast forward to a couple weeks ago and I opened the door. This is the first day of in service. So I know you got your big day tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so this was the week before the students get back. So you have to set up your room and things like that. Right. And so it's, it takes some work to get your room set up. And so that morning I, I let the cats in and they come in and they, you know, do their normal thing. And, uh, they kind of, you know, prance around for a little bit, and so I'm I'm getting dressed and everything, and and then I turn around and I see Johnny Five on that freaking rug, and he's going to town on it, right? And so I'm like, oh, you, know. and so I kind of ran over there. I said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to discourage this behavior, so I kind of ran over there to grab him, and I kind of lunged for him, and when I did, I was like, oh, and so. I guess I didn't engage the core properly. I'm not sure what exactly happened. Uh, maybe from the workout the day before. I don't know. But my back just went sideways. And I was like, oh, oh, no. And so I just kind of laid in the floor for a minute. And let me tell you, back pain, that is the worst. And so you, you like never really realize how much you use your back until you get some lower back pain. Oh, my God. And it takes forever to get better. Like I said, this is like three or Tomorrow we start our third week with the kids, and this was the week before that. So I'm still dealing with this. And so it just takes forever. And so why would I why did I choose this? Because I would only inflict 
back pain on <laughs> my worst enemies because it is the worst. I mean, it's just the worst. <laughs> King Jeff, I'm coming. But what does this have to do with Batman? I was, no, that was good. I was wondering where the heck you were going with that. And I'm like, all right, he, all right, that was it. You tied it all back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, back. I got you. Yep. So, great question. So, the achievement in the way I read it is the cat came oh, back. And so, <laughs> the cat came back and, because I like yelled, oh, even back. And, uh, and so that was the name of the achievement. It was a little more custom made. Now, sure, I could have probably gone with uh, more appropriately named uh, achievements that have to do with this. More in particularly, there's this little jewel of a game called Blue Dragon that has two chivos, one called Back Attack, one called A Hundred Back Attacks. So I know that's even worse, but I didn't <laughs> want to hear you, X, talk about JRPGs anymore because obviously <laughs> I just kind of zone out. And I saw that you had finished that game or almost finished that game. And so I was like, oh, man, I'm going to bring it up. And he'll be like, oh, Blue Dragon. Oh, the dragon is blue. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I don't know. Is it's, that how I sound? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty spot on. You know, oh, no. I'm just a mass. I'm just the master of impressions today. I got, I got an X. I got a, a M. I, I don't know. And so, thus Batman. So, <laughs> the Riddler. He's. Uh, yeah, I guess he can get in on this. I wouldn't wish it. Looking for all his freaking collectibles on anyone. That's for sure. But. Uh, Batman, you know, he runs around, he beats up people, they get back pain. See, it all ties together. Man, he like pummels them, right? He just comes in and beats them in submission. And I know Batman doesn't kill people, uh, or he's not supposed to, but he does kill some people in the game. So I'm, oh. I'm kind of wondering about the double standard there. You like, you like cut ropes on, on some people and they like fall to their death. Uh, but yet he swoops in, he won't put like, you know, snap any necks. He just does everything else. Like he just, I mean, they, uh, they showed like the spine of these people. Uh, uh, as you're punching the crap out of them, and you know it looks pretty bad. But uh, anyway, I don't know what the more humane thing is, whether they live a, a life in their in the hospital or just being dead. But whatever the case, the cat came back is my first pick, and Johnny Five is a jerk, and the <laughs> whole experience has convinced me that I need to get rid of my spine because it it's a holding me back. That that was. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> so there you go, back pain. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's awful. I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm a little disappointed. Oh, because yeah, well, actually, that's funny that you just said, uh oh, um, because you referred to your cat coming in and scratching, and then you bent over, and you're like, uh oh. But if you <laughs> oh, yeah, flash yeah. back to. Oh, man. Yeah. Episode nine, I believe it was. Way <laughs> yeah, early back. We did I, uh, did, I didn't short. I, we we I, did some some <laughs> top achievement plagues, and one of my choices was the uh oh plague, oh, which is uh, so when right. you sneeze so and right. have diarrhea at the same time. You are correct. I, I yeah, I didn't short. Um there was no short. Yeah. I didn't have to clean the rug afterwards. Um <laughs> I just no. got worried when you said you bent over to oh, you know, stop the cat work. and, and then, uh-oh. <laughs> like, oh, you're man. You're right. You're right. I, I see where you went with that. Yeah. All right. That's All right. Spot on, my man. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Blaster. Times. Blaster. God, we're weird. Um, <laughs> so this week's uh, number three is a pretty unique achievement, actually, in my opinion. Um, so time for a quick sidebar. 
Uh, I obviously, it's no secret, I love my easy gamer score and my easy achievements, but oh, I yeah. also like really unique achievements, and I, I feel like I've mentioned this before, um, actually, I know I've mentioned it before, but I'm pretty sure my favorite achievement in all time is Little Rocket Man from Half-Life 2, <laughs> Episode 2, for carrying the gnome through 90% of the game. Um, Rocket Man! Little Rocket Man. Uh, I it, the the achievement had literally no reason to exist. You had picked up a gnome very early on in the game, and then you just carried it through the rest of the game. And you'd have to put them down when you got into the fights, um, and then pick them back up. And like things would get like moved and destroyed. You'd have to find him. Um, then there's parts where you're supposed to like hop in cars and drive, but you can't do that. Like you got to get the gnome. Uh, it's it just. It did nothing for the game except make it, like, incredibly more difficult for you, but it was hilarious, and it was a good challenge, and it was fun and unique and super memorable. Um, so going off of that mentality, this week, number three, comes to us from the game Deponia, and the achievement is called Drogglejug. Drogglejug? Drogglejug. Dra Not meth. Not meth. Not meth. Topic. No. Yep. Okay. jug. So, what the heck is a Droggle Jug, you're probably asking yourself. And the answer is that it's a vast, swirling wonderland of sparkly white pleasure, which will fill your senses with cascading, fluffy pillows of excitement and comfort, as you've never felt before. Again, this isn't meth, right? <laughs> no, no, that was just from a candy bar wrapper. Uh, anyway, Droggle Jug is the achievement you get for, well, finishing the game in Droggle Jug mode. Yeah, go figure. Um, okay, here's the part that you're actually, you know, want to hear. Droggle Jug mode is where everything in the game is replaced by the word Droggle Jug. Like, literally everything except the map, basically. The spoken dialogue, all the characters just say Droggle Jug. The written text, it all says Droggle Jug. The items are all called Droggle Jug. The flavor text, the item descriptions, everything is Droggle Jug. Literally the only word in the whole game in Droggle Jug mode is Droggle Jug. And they, like, replaced all the dialogue with Droggle Jug. Even the intro theme song, there's a guy with an acoustic guitar that sings to you. He just sings Droggle Jug. The cutscenes where it's, like, super tense and you're yelling at each other, you're just yelling Droggle Jug. It... Is it, is it kind of like uh, Thimbleweed Park where everything's a boo? Uh, I haven't played that one, actually. Oh, yeah. Every, they, they talk to you and a dilly a boo and a boo a boo. They, they, there were a lot of boos on there. <laughs> Not boos? like not from the boots and cat. Oh, I was thinking like booze. Oh, oh I was thinking uh, Simpsons uh, Indian guy. Uh, yeah. I think that's a poo though. Yeah. Okay. Good talk. A poo super no. What the <laughs> heck is his last name? No, Khan Supernusen phone from King of the Hill. Oh. And he's not Indian. He's he's Laotian. But whatever. I forget a poo's last name. Anyway, Droggle Jug. Hmm. Droggle Jug. So yep. to tie it back to you know things that I want for my enemies that seems like a very fitting affliction for your enemies because everything in their life is now droggle jug just imagine the horror that one day you woke up and you know you just tried and tried and no matter how hard you tried the only word that you could say was droggle jug <clears throat> so instead of like hello mr omj how are you doing it'd just be droggle drog droggle 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 jug droggle jug <clears throat> yeah and uh, since we speak 7,000 words a day on average, I had to look that up. Uh, that's a lot of droggle jug. I'll tell you what's not the word droggle jug. And that <laughs> is Vulture VCF. That's right. Mr. Nick Fury 
who's playing Apex Legends right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. All right, so we're we're talking about him, but uh, I I inflict the droggle jug droggle jug curse <laughs> up on him. So don't uh, boost with that guy. Don't boost with him. Yep, it's a jerk. But just remember, as you picture him, <laughs> it's not just him that can only say droggle jug. Um, when anybody would speak to him, all he would hear would be them saying droggle jug. And if he tried to read something, all the words would just say droggle jug. And like all the labels for the items in his house, they all just say droggle jug. Like, think about it. You never really like realize how dependent on words you are until you start looking around at things and you know what they are because of their label. But if it just said droggle jug, what would you do? All he'd hear would be my bicep wrapped around his ear as I'm, you know, giving him a noogie or something. Dunk him in the toilet? Yep. Oh, flashbacks to high school. Good times, good times. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, I was I was not the one administering the... Um, so, just think of a few <laughs> real-life examples where this would be problematic. And I'm ignoring the obvious one where you can't have, like, any meaningful communication with anybody because all you're saying is droggle jug, and all you're hearing is droggle jug. Um, the first one that came to my mind is... <laughs> you, you, you could have a really good conversation with Mr. With Mr. Big, though, I mean. He'd be like, droggle jug, droggle jug, blaster, blaster, droggle But he jug. wouldn't say blaster, he would say droggle jug. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Mr. Big doesn't change it up like that. No, that's that's the curse, though. Everything is droggle jug. Oh, okay. I see yeah. what you're going. Okay. But, uh... So the first thing that came to my mind was, was like, food allergies. How would you know if it's safe to eat if you have certain food allergies? When you look at something and it says, this product contains nuts or dairy or whatever the heck, um, you know, you look at it, and now all of a sudden it just says, um, this product droggle jugs, droggle, droggle jug, droggle jug. Oof. Oof. Yeah, right? What You might die. Yeah. Because you ate that candy bar that had trace amounts of peanuts in it. Or you might have an uh-oh moment. <laughs> that too that would also be very unfortunate but you wouldn't exclaim uh-oh you'd exclaim drog drog <laughs> yeah i think you're starting to get it now I, um, I, yeah i'm catching on <laughs> I, i'm just th- i was just thinking of vulture and uh, i'm sorry <laughs> that guy screw that guy yeah um so the next one that came to my mind would be like navigating any kind of menu like not in a video game or anything but any kind of menu like at the atm or at the grocery store just any system with like multiple options to select like press one to continue press two to cancel or you know three to return to the previous menu it'd just be like drog droggle jug droggle jug drog droggle jug droggle jug drog droggle 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 jug you'd just be caught in this never-ending loop of droggle jug until you somehow end up charging ten thousand dollars worth of droggle jug to your (laughs) credit card and that that would just be awful but i feel like it would be super satisfying to watch your enemies suffer through um Plus, it would only be on them. Like, their life would be Droggle Jug. So, in theory, you could just walk right up to their face, and you could say anything that you wanted to. Like, screw you, Vulture, you're a terrible person. Um, but all they would hear is, Droggle Jug, Droggle, Droggle, Droggle Jug, Droggle, Droggle Jug. So, so yeah, that's that's this week's number three. I want my enemies to number suffer three. the curse of Droggle Jug. That's pretty good. I like it. Droggle Jug. I don't know, it's worse than back pain, though. Ooh. That might be though, but it wouldn't be called back pain. It would be called drog droggle jug. <laughs> I see. All right, number two, and and not the uh oh kind of number two. <laughs> yeah, no, not not on the rug. Just regular, <laughs> just regular number two. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you something else. Like many things, 
It's those little things that matter. So little things become big things. Sure, I could have included on my list things like being impaled on spikes 50 times. It would you know, be something that would qualify as a good achievement on this list. But there are things that can hurt more. Common courtesies is a it's considered politeness that people can be usually expected to show. It's the little things like making eye contact when talking to someone. It can be holding the door for someone, uh, you know, that's like right behind you, or maybe you're in a busy restaurant and you like ask before grabbing a chair, even though you know no one's sitting in the chair. It's just always polite to ask. Maybe it's cleaning up after yourself in a shared restroom. Oh my gosh, let me tell you something. I got a guy at work. I share a restroom with this one dude. And man, this guy. Does, does he have a lot of uh-ohs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. So, and the thing that makes me mad is like, there's only two of us, right? And so I know the, the cleaning guy. <laughs> I know the cleaning guy. And, and you know, I'm friends with the cleaning guy. And he, uh, <laughs> like, he, uh, he, might think that's me doing that in there because there's only two of us. And, and so in his mind, well, there's, you know, oh, Mr. Kelly, it could be him. You know, there's only two of them that use this thing. It's not me though. I mean, this guy needs to take a long look at his diet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but little things just, you know, if, if things get a little skid marky-ish, you know, just kind of pick up after yourself a little bit, you know, little things. Now treasure these little things because someday you may look back on these little things and realize that they were big things. And that brings me to my number one, or number two pick, I guess. Oh, I guess it's my number one. I, it is your number one. I'm confused. Number two. Number <laughs> one. I don't know. But anyway, it's courtesy of Gwent, the Witcher card game. I'm sure everyone had that in their pool as my number one. Totally. But, we all know how much you play that game and how much yeah, you love that game. Yeah. And so the achievement is thanks, but no thanks. Win a regular battle without drawing any cards. So, talking about punishing enemies, look no further. Just have them play this game. Right? I mean, come on. I am proud to say that only one person on my friends list has actually played this. And I will never reveal who that one person is. It's pretty easy to find out, guys, if, if you really want to know. Hey, I, I'm doing this as a common courtesy to Sprinky Dink. It's <laughs> common courtesies. So, for those of you who have never played Gwent, you are winning in life. Congratulations. But in the off event, you don't know what the game is about. You're not alone. In case you're curious and you want me to tell you more about it, yeah, you shouldn't. So why did I include it as my top pick? Well, much like I said earlier, it's the little things. And I can think of nothing that personifies this better than the thanks but no thanks Chivo. Again, you get this for winning a regular battle without drawing any cards. Drawing cards. What kind of cards could they be talking about? I can only assume that they are talking about thank you cards. Hence, thanks but no thanks. Little things, people. Let's look at a hypothetical. Perhaps the battle that you won was getting people to send you a bunch of stuff. Maybe in June. You win. You get packages from a lot of people that you haven't even met in person. Perhaps because... A certain someone urged you to divulge your registry on a podcast. It's possible that someone who received several goods from the same person who got the information out there. It's not outside the realm of possibility that the same person who got the individual 
you know, involved in the po- podcast in the in the first place, it's even possible that the same individual subscribes to the band's YouTube page. And further, in this hypothetical, let's say on June 21st, a certain someone acknowledged that items had been received and asked for the address of the person who sent them to him and even stated that a thank you card would be on the way. Thus, this individual was going to do the common courtesy and all would be right in the world. Unfortunately, that was the only writing in the world because these thank you cards certainly never existed. Little things, people. Little things. You go out of your way to bring joy to a freshly married couple by handing them some goodies and then get the door of common courtesy slammed on the very fingers that were holding such an amazing gift. Little things. I started thinking, was this just an isolated incident? Or was this the start of something bigger? Was this the scourge of the land? (sighs) Yes, millennials. I did some digging, and on the being, I found out that millennials see no value in sending thank you cards. (sighs) Granted, the source was AARP, so... I am full of inner turmoil turmoil right now because I'm identifying with an article that is authored by the AARP. However, the survey in it was actually done by 60 Minutes and Vanity Fair. Again, not liking my allies here. But in any case, they found that only 23% of millennials considered thank you cards important. So, millennials, Uncle Elroy is here to help you. Let me tell you how things are. Can I just pause? <laughs> I know that was all hypothetical, but I'm feeling a little attacked here. Oh, um, hang on, I'm, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help the, the audience. Hold on a second here. I, I got you. So let me tell people, let me tell the fine listeners how things are. Thank you cards are important. They may not be important to you, but they are important to all those people out there that have lots of money. And when those same people with all the money spend said money on you and you don't say thank you, you look like a giant b-hole. Not an a-hole, that's King Jeff, but a massive (laughs) b-hole. You see, all of us out here have been very patient with you millennials. And we have made concessions on living with you. Some previously respectable businesses now provide cry rooms, avocado toast, and promote, God help us, teamwork. The least you can do is cater to our needs, dear millennials. And damn it, we need to know you spent a little more than 10 seconds in showing appreciation by your crappy text that says thanks. Sometimes even thanks spelled with a frickin' X. You don't even have time to text a K and an S. Makes me feel good about the 20 minutes to an hour I spent picking something out that might be meaningful for you and getting it to your doorstop or your gift table or whatever. Little things, common courtesies. Pick up a damn pen, preferably a click pen, pull your head out of your own b-hole and write thank you notes. Yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, it's not fun. That's the point. That's why it means something. So millennials, I'm not going to budge on this one. Learn some manners. You receive a gift, the clock starts. You have three weeks to get the card out so thanks with an x and no thanks again with an x x x i'm sorry i had to say that a few times it is my pick because truly only my enemies would be the one the only people i would wish daily interaction with all these common courtesy lacking social media attention needing easily offended stupid protests having entitled beeholes upon I am Uncle Elroy, and I approve this message. Okay, now hold on. (laughs) 
a damn minute. <laughs> we looked it up. And oh, I don't yeah? know where you saw three weeks, but we saw three months. It uh-huh. is reasonable and not mm-hmm. considered rude if you get your thank you cards <laughs> out within three months of the wedding. Oh, the yeah. wedding was two months and three days ago, mm-hmm. which means we have 27 more days <laughs> before it is considered rude. And Mr. Roy and all the other awesome people who sent us gifts, we have our stack of thank you cards on the table, and that is our plan for Labor Day weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, uh, I see three weeks, I mean... I mean, I've I read something. If you went on a long Mediterranean cruise or something like that, and you were gone out of the country for, you know, weeks on end, which, how long was your honeymoon? Uh, 11 days. 11 days. Okay. I'm just kind of doing some math in my head. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, a is plus equals B hole. <laughs> yeah. Wow. See what I did there? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Love you, X. Three months. <laughs> Three, we're still good. I I have no issues. Okay. Other than feeling like I've been personally assaulted on the air. <laughs> so uh hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix my number one up a little bit. <laughs> I'll cut right to the chase. Number right. one number, number one. one comes to us from Death Squared and the achievement it's called Seriously Died, which you earned for dying 999 times. Now, I know I said at the start of the podcast, or at the start of the segment, rather, uh, that having your enemies die would be far too easy for you want them to suffer miserably, and that is definitely still the case. I'm not backpedaling on what I said. This is different, though, because it's for dying repeatedly. That means they die, and then come back to life somehow, doesn't matter how, and then they'd have to die again 998 more times. And since they'd be coming back, and, you know, they're not being, like, reincarnated, it means they're literally coming back somehow, they'd have their memories intact, which means they'd have to remember each time they died. Um, And that, you know, is, like, the horror of dying, of course, but also the pain involved. You were talking about your back pain. That's hard to forget. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine dying 999 times. That's... It's going to be tough. So I've had some pretty serious injuries over my years, like breaking my collarbone, fracturing my eye socket, tearing my knee open, having my arm impaled by a bolt, not a screw because bolts are bigger and flatter, and being stabbed with a pencil. And I can remember the pain associated with all of them. Um, <laughs> I've never died, but I that's have good. to assume that, you know, that's that's usually painful um, in most cases. Um, and it would just be traumatizing because, you know, you died. Yeah. So, now that that's out of the way, are there even <laughs> 999 ways to die? Well, hypothetically speaking, if some stranger online congratulated you on a 600,000 gamer score milestone and then pulled you into a Discord group just <laughs> as a friendly member uh, and then decided that you were an okay guy and wanted to get you a guest spot on the segment uh, and that guest spot... Uh, people liked you more than they did the actual hosts, so they brought you on full time. Um, you know, this this same guy, if he were to hypothetically, uh, about a year later, publicly roast you for doing something um, within a perfectly reasonable time frame, uh, and you just wanted to hypothetically think of 999 ways for this guy to die, I am here to tell you 
that I have I have some ideas. I have some ideas. So I, is is one of them to die from a broken heart? Is the other one from dying of starvation as you wait by the mailbox? Is that any of them? I mean, hypothetically, I feel like this guy has more important things to do than wait <laughs> by his mailbox and complain that you know two busy people um, haven't done something within a personally uh, totally reasonable time frame. Um, you, you did hear that was a hypothetical, right? I, I I'm being hypothetical too. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. Okay. I, there's there's no one in particular. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hypothetically speaking, this guy should probably do some research. And uh, three <laughs> months is, is totally reasonable. Three weeks. God, do you know, we, we had so much going on. We weren't even in the continent three weeks after. So, you know, hypothetically, that's that's just unreasonable. So, um, there's the obvious ways <laughs> that you could hypothetically wish death upon this person. Um, you know, like drowning, being caught yeah. in a fire, a car accident, getting oh, shot, wow. you know, falling from a height. But that's only five. Um, so this hypothetical <laughs> uh, person that you uh, work with on a podcast, hypothetically, still Not has good. 994 more times to die. Um which means we have 994 more ways to truly make our enemies um, or co-hosts suffer. So, hypothetically, <laughs> of course. So, if you'll hypothetically allow me, uh, I've put together a series of unfortunate events that will make your enemies suffer a fate far worse than just one death. Um, so, let's start off with some exsanguination, which is extreme blood loss, followed oh. by crushing. Then a venomous snake bite followed by electrocution, hypothermia, hyperthermia, decompression sickness, buried alive, hyperpyrexia, oh, eaten wow. alive by hungry wolfies, sucked into a wood chipper, oh. anaphylactic shock, uh, a pulmonary embolism, chlorine gas inhalation, alcohol poisoning, unfortunate javelin accident, unfortunate acid accident, ruptured stomach, radiation poisoning, and flash pulmonary edema. Um, now, I could keep going, but we like to keep things PG-13 here. And if anybody was counting, that was only 25 deaths, which means that this hypothetical co-host of yours still has 974 to go. And I don't know about you listeners, but that sounds horrible after only 25. And I might feel bad for this person if he didn't hypothetically publicly shame me uh, for something that I have no reason to be hypothetically publicly shamed for because I still have 27 days before I should feel guilty. Um, but since they're my worst enemy and, you know, I hypothetically <laughs> hate them with the burning passion of a thousand splendid suns, I can't help but feel good knowing that they have to suffer horrible, horrible death 999 times. Hypothetically, of course. You should have included diabetes. All right, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> you check your blood sugar, you check it off. There's no reason not to. Now, you actually remind me of... Uh, I, I know you haven't seen it, so never mind. There's this movie called Naked Gun, and so in there, uh, O.J. Simpson, he like he's a he's a cop, and he like breaks in on these uh, uh, criminals. They're up to their criminal ways, and and then he dies like about twenty different ways. So you know he's like, well, he gets hurt in twenty ways. He like steps on a nail, and then that throws him backwards. He puts his hand on the stove, and then uh, he like runs over to the window, and the window slams down on his fingers, and then. You know, this is after they shoot him like a hundred times, and then, yeah, it's pretty funny. So anyway, it, it it made me think of that, and diabetes. Diabetes. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny that you, you talked about O.J. Simpson because uh, we all know he's guilty. Oh, is he? Totally. Hmm. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's like someone listening who's like, nope, he didn't do it. But uh, no, he, he's totally guilty, man. So uh, on that note, thanks for listening. Hopefully we have helped you create some good mental images of something horrible happening to somebody who deserves it. Like, hypothetically, somebody that <laughs> you work with and thought was an understanding, reasonable friend. Um, you know, we don't really want any of these things to happen to anybody. Or or do we? Hmm. Um, but it certainly makes us feel better inside just thinking about them being miserable. Schadenfreude at its finest. I, I can't argue with that. But, you know, before we go, I do have a uh, list of uh, top three months that co-hosts I know don't write thank you cards in. Oh June, number two, July, number one, August. Yeah, well, I have top three times <laughs> on a digital clock. Number three, 11.34. Number two, 11.11. And number one, 12.34. Oh, I love 12.34. Just for that, I'm sending your thank you card in 29 days. You should send it on the 34th of December. Thanks for listening. All right. Later. Oh, and let the countdown begin now. Hello, everyone. I'm Waka Pale, and this week is period 9 of the GTASCTT. Survive this week on the solo side, and you'll get the shiny event badge. This will likely be the most competitive week for quite some time, but you never know with this contest. If it turns out to be the case and you need TA difference in a hurry, I can recommend the Z-Axis Continuum. The Z-Axis Continuum is a puzzle platformer where you can shift the levels in 90 degree increments. It offers plenty of challenging puzzles and the completion will net you 1500 game score worth 3450 TA. A word of warning. The score might be volatile, as it only has 161 attract gamers on TA. One of these gamers, Dwagonite, who you might or might not have heard of if you frequent TrueAchievements.com, designed four additional levels for a title update. These four levels alone can in theory be beaten in 10 minutes for 500 gamer score worth 1000 TA, and they are available from the start of the game. A more realistic estimate is probably around 30 minutes to beat them, including playing through the 6 tutorial levels to figure out what you're doing. Dwagonite's levels are fun and relatively easy, especially compared to some of the main game's 30 levels. When I began playing it, I flew through the levels with little resistance, apart from the death door mechanic which isn't explained very well. It didn't take me very long to finish the first 20 levels. After that the game became much more difficult and I could not find many guides for the game, leaving me to figure out the levels I struggled with myself. With a decent guide I'm sure many could complete the said axis continuum in 2-3 to three hours. I think it took me around 4, but the most common completion estimate on TA is 8-10 to 10 hours. While knowing the solution to the puzzles certainly help, most of the achievements are for completing a part-time on every level starting from level 7. The part-times are 
are usually around 1-2 to two minutes and the times are fairly generous after a patch made them easier. There is a level select, making it easy to jump around in case you decide to skip a part time while playing through the game. A critical piece of information that is easy to miss is that you can toggle a display of your current time on a level and your target time by pressing right on the d-pad. The timer doesn't reset if you die, which I considered a design oversight until I realized that you have to die in some levels in order to finish them. You can easily reset the timer and the level by pressing the Y button, and thanks to the low fidelity graphics and audio, the load times are more or less non-existent. However, the timer keeps going if you pause the game, which certainly is not excusable. This means you can't follow step-by-step -step instructions for some of the trickier levels if you need to without the timer still going up. I found the Z-axis continuum a fun experience, but it is slightly glitchy and some of the levels are real mind-benders. Only a few levels require decent platforming skills, but the hardest part is keeping track of all the mo movable critical objects in the level as they move around when you spin the level. The first thing you should do when starting a level is zoom out. The levels often start way too zoomed in and your character or characters making it difficult to see what you want to accomplish. If you're up for a challenge, I recommend the entire game and its 1500 game score and 3450 TA, but if you are in a hurry, I recommend playing through the first 6 tutorial levels and then go straight into the title update, as you will likely earn its 500 game score and 1000 TA in less than 30 minutes. Have a nice day everyone! <laughs> hey, I've done it like three times before to test it. Ow. Wow. That was right. loud. Y'all got pretty on my it. audio. <laughs> it was probably like L's L a woo. Go ahead. Alright, let's do the countdown again. So five. Stack natural. Four. Four. Five, <laughs> three, two. Yes, oh, everyone act natural. Let's try to do this. Uh, I like that intro so. Five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one.